Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Thanks to our new sponsor, Factor. Factor delivers delicious, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes. Head to factor75.com slash core60 and use the code core60 to get 60% off your first box. The protocol isn't about death. It's about life. This fragile shell holds us back. Hello and welcome to CORE. This is the first CORE of the brand new year of 2023. It's Thursday, January 5th. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. And what was that dance that I just saw on Bo's screen? What did you have there? What was That's that? Disco Elysium. Oh. That's hardcore. Yeah, that is hardcore. hardcore. Dancing, dancing in a... I guess I haven't you gotten there. You invent a whole new genre of music in that game. If oh, you'd nice. only play it. I need to play it. It's installed like a lot of things in my life. It's there. And will I play it? Who knows? <laughs> Uh, anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. We're here to bring you a brand new one. And um, before we get too deep into things, I want to mention something that may sound a little weird and nepotistic, if that's a word. But I'm doing it anyway. So I got word that my niece, Hattie, uh, at her school, she's just walking around and a bunch of kids go, we were talking about something and my name came up. So they said, Scott John. These are junior high kids. My name came up. And uh, normally that <laughs> sounds freaky and weird, but... Uh, she was like, what are you guys talking about? Oh, it's this podcast we listen to. She finds out it's core oh my and, they're, God. and they're all wild about it. They love core, dude. Love it. Just obsessed. Really? With it. There are people under 18 that listen to the show. Yes. That's incredible. They Thank listen you. to it all the Thank time. Thank you so much. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate it. These really old people that talk about video games. That's right. So they're super into it. And as a result, um, she tried to tell them 
well, that's my uncle. I know him. And they didn't believe her. So I'm here to say to those kids, I don't know your names, unfortunately, but all you kids that go to, you know, the school I'm talking about. I want to dox you on the show. <laughs> hardcore. Uh, that I <laughs> do know. I don't. That's right. I do know Hattie. She knows me. This is that show. So I hope you still enjoy it and be nice to her at school and uh, apologize for her telling you that she knew us, even though I, she doesn't know YouTube, but she knows me. So yes, it was all true is what I'm saying. So quit spreading your dirty rumors. Focus. Well, get wait, your homework done. <laughs> What's going on? Now we're mad at them? Get your, they need what to rumors? get their homework done. They need to study. You know, play some games. That's fine. Listen to our show when you can. But, you know, put your head in the books and, and be prepared for life. You are you are the future. We need you to lead the way. All right? But, yeah, thank you for the validation. You're young and listening <laughs> to the show. I'm not. I, I feel less old. So thank you. Yeah, I do too. This is great. Yeah, feel, I great. feel relevant. Yep. Plus, I just wanted Hattie to have a moment of, you know, her friends going, yes. whoa, no way. That's cool. And now maybe she'll have some power in their, in their group. I don't know. Anyway, uh, so that's this all I had to say. It goes from today. wholesome to scary to intense. Like, mm-hmm. this has just been a roller coaster ride. Yep. We're, well, it's a new year. We're trying new things. Oh, speaking of new things, let's get ready to talk about the big topic this week. Uh, you might be familiar with Wizards of the Coast. Uh, yeah Bo's thrilled about this whole set of affairs he doesn't care at all Bo's just waiting he's put a novel in the document he's like yeah 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 okay you guys talk about the games and then I'm gonna talk about yeah legal documentation for a while that's true so if you're not that much in there I I have my own notes yeah you're fine this what you put here is totally fine and I think it's all worth it's absolutely worth talking about but um you know the folks with your D&D license that's who we're talking about here and Magic um, the Gathering. And Magic the Gathering. Yeah, I should mention that. And a few other IPs. They are uh, they are now canceled. Five video game projects. Now, important to note here, none of these were announced. So we don't know. We didn't know about these before. It's not like these were announced games or shown in some form at an event or whatever. And then the plug was pulled. They're just straight up canceled before any announcement was made. And we probably won't know much about what they were going to be unless they offer up that info or something leaks. But my guess is it was probably some additional D and D games. They haven't had a lot of luck with that lately. Um, I think a, a real prominent example of this was the Baldur's gate. Oh no. What's, what's that Baldur's gate spinoff that was, uh, that was Are based on dark Alliance, dark Alliance too. That's it. Yeah. That was kind of a stinker. That was a tanker. Didn't do well. Um, really, the only really awesome thing they have in the pipe, in my opinion, is Baldur's Gate 3. And so maybe this is fine. Maybe they were all mediocre and they want to reset and go, all right, we need to really focus on what we actually want to do and not go the 40K route where everybody's got a game for 40K. Um, and, and some of them hit and many of them miss. We want to we want to have a more tight control over that. John, do you have a take on that? You Do you think this is... Uh, I mean... I, I hate to make a huge deal out of stuff that wasn't actually announced. So we're not, you know, what we don't know doesn't hurt us kind of thing. But hearing there were five games in the, in the works and being D and D fans like we are, it's probably stings a little. I mean, yeah, like there's multiple sides to it, you know, but with cancellation of projects comes termination of jobs. So, you know, that's one thing to not necessarily make light of, um, but they don't have a great track record with what's come out recently. So, they haven't said that they want to get out of games. That's another thing to keep in mind, that they're not saying like, hey, we're done with video games and we 
we're canceling all the projects except Baldur's Gate 3 that are in the pipeline. They've just canceled five, and they still say video games are an important medium that we want to cover. But um, reports are that the, the company is experiencing some maybe big financial hardships at the moment. Yeah. Um, and so it's maybe not surprising that they're doing stuff like this um, because it's just not paying what they were hoping it would be paying. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll have to see. Again, you don't miss what you didn't know you were going to get. Um, it could have been Dungeons & Dragons stuff. It could have been uh, magic stuff. could have been stuff we, we have no idea on. Yeah. Um, but I, I am very happy that it was not Baldur's Gate 3. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine at this stage if that was getting pulled or something? Oh, my that gosh. would oh, be it a be. cluster. Yeah. It could people be. already own it. Pre-orders. Yeah. yeah I've, I've owned it for like a year. Like, that, that can't happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you're not kidding. Like, there's no way they would have done that. But it would have been insane if they would have. Or if they just said something like, you know, we're going to uh, release the, it, but we're... Well, they'd have know. to compensate Larian, like, for years of development time. Like, yeah. they can't do that. Yeah, that'd be really effed up. But, um, on the other hand, I mean, the one... If I was to look at this from a positive corporate viewpoint, they probably are smart to put all their guts into 3, into Baldur's Gate 3, where we know the game is already great and going to be great at release, and then just maybe not have too many hands and too many cookie jars, like... I get that. I would also be frustrated if I was Wizards and you look at your past and you look at your legacy and you have this amazing legacy that is responsible for inspiring so much of what we think of as RPGs and progression mechanics and so many things in so many modern video games, including shooters and stuff. Shooters play like mini D&D games in lots of ways now because that stuff's inspired so many different innovations and iterations. And so to come all this way and not have a bigger stake in that space is probably frustrating. Well, I think that's a good transition to the next bit of this topic, because I think that frustration is maybe showing with future projects going forward. Yep. Well, well, on the game side, though, I'm just like, aren't they licensing this stuff out? Like, what? What are they losing really here? It's not like it's their own development. It's not like it's like their own people. I guess so. I mean, part, if it's like that's what I mean. Like Larian is not owned by Wizards. Like uh-uh. it's, it's a license agreement. Like there's terms, but Larian's in charge. It's running its own ship, right? So either like the product's not satisfactory enough, like mm-hmm. it could be a quality issue, or it could be, as John said, the changes they're making in preparation for the sixth edition of Dungeons and Dragons, also called the very crappy one D and D. Which uh, we're going to throw a lot of ire towards. Is it one shortly. like the number one or one O N E? Oh, one D and D. Like, yeah, it, it's it's like they're trying to make it an Apple product, and I like because the one D and D is supposed to be like this is the one true D and D, but also one D and D is punchy, and also it's like starting from the beginning again, right? Mm. One, yeah, it's it, it, it's all kinds of wrong. Uh, it's all kinds of tone deaf. It's really crappy name. Because that's what fifth edition is supposed to be. Fifth edition is the one D and D, and I think if I'm being honest, because we covered this a little while ago, I'm. I think my tepid reaction to this news is just like pretty okay with fifth edition. I'm not looking for a new. I don't think anyone's looking for a new one. When fifth was announced, people were excited. 
I'm not registering any excitement. Like people are good. They don't want a new edition. <laughs> like this is manufactured uh, something that may turn out to be a good thing, depending on all these new tools they're bragging about. But Wizards and even D and D itself does not have a good track record of really generating hype and living up to it. Right? Uh, it's not sure. Yeah. Uh, anyways, um. Those cancellations are probably somehow connected to the next bit of news that leaked today. Yeah, tell us about this. So the OGL 1.1 leaks, uh, this yeah, pretty so, much explains, I, I mean, John alluded to it, but I think it just sort of explains it to me. They're making a massive, they're making a massive play to pull stuff back under their umbrella and have it be less, less out there for everybody to feed on, is my opinion of this. Yeah, but you go ahead so and explain the, the, it. Yeah, the open gaming license, for people who don't know, it, it takes portions of the basic D&D rule set and offers people a license to publish their own works with it, essentially. Celeste is a good done, example, right? Celeste the last, is a, the OGL yeah. one, I think I think it came uh, out along with 4th um, edition, I think. Mm. I'm, my, I'm not good at the history and, and, and the knowledge of this stuff, but generally speaking... The idea is that, you know, if you're making your own content using, um, you know, D&D rules, whether it's your own adventure, your own custom rule set that you're going to sell online. Um, they say in the document when it was originally built, it was mainly to cover books and, and, and you know, not other sorts of content. Um, just to make it sort of easy and less not restrictive, you know, like there's that as a copyrights holder. They are going to hold copyrights to certain things. I think, for example, like a Beholder might be like a copyrighted Wizards thing. So you can't make an adventure that has Beholders in it without discussing with Wizards and licensing. You at least can't like name that. them that. You can have big heads. I think that's right. I'm yeah. not 100% sure. But like the spell Fireball, you know, you can put that, you know, yeah, uh, you can refer to Fireball. You can outline the rules for the Fireball spell in your own content. They're, right. You're okay. Right. Um, so the idea is that, uh, um, you know, it, it, this is because I think at the time, you know, uh, Pathfinder was kind of eating Wizards lunch in some ways. Um, there was just a, you know, this was sort of seen as a positive move on the part of, of Wizards to just support community homegrown content because it very much is like a social thing and people make their own shit, yada, yada, yada. Right. What they've done to update it in the leaks today is to um, the document went from, I think what I read on the Gizmodo article was like 900 words to about 9,000 words for the open gaming license. Jeez. And it adds a ton more restrictions. Um, I'm going to go over the main ones that jumped out at me. It's not all that's there, but the, the one that really sort of triggered me the most, my anger the most was basically no matter what you're doing now, everything's covered under this new license. So that means you fall into a certain tier and category, whether it be non-commercial or commercial. So um, non-commercial, like There Will Be Dungeons, for example, would be because uh, the way they define it, we offer the product for free and you can um, subscribe like uh, through Dungeons Plus uh, to give us some money for it, but it's not paywalled. That would put us under an arrangement like that would put us under like non-commercial license, but we're under a license agreement. And the triggering part is that under a license agreement, 
they say you own the stuff you make. So I made my own custom campaign, let's say, right? Mm. With my own world, stuff like that. Sure. But Wizards has the right to use your material how it sees fit without paying any royalties. Mm. So take that to mean that they can, you know, oh, you're doing a Let's Play, you made your own custom world, or you're publishing your own book, custom content, great, make money. Um, you're making under the amount where you don't have to give Wizards any money, that's fine, but they can just take and use what they want. You own it, but they can do what they want with it. Like, it's really just like, ugh, what is this? Like, Does it affect current works or or anything just published? We'll get them? to that. Okay. So let's, well, let, let me get to that. That's another aspect. So first of all, in under license agreements, they're kind of doing, you know, when you work for an employer and they're like, anything you invent using our systems belongs to us. And it's like, so if I write a novel while I'm at work, you own the rights to my novel. I don't, that's not enforceable, I don't think. Or, But, you know, it's language like that that's really is shitty. Um, yes. So the other thing they're trying to do with the open gaming license is say that the previous gaming license no longer applies. And is replaced with this license. Which means, so as an example, like I just got the Ouroboros book. Chris Metzen did. Here it is. Show and tell. Showing the nice big thick book. Great. He published a campaign setting for fifth edition. The way that the leaks have worded things is that the new license would apply, which means one of the stipulations is if you make over $750,000 in revenue, you owe wizards 25%. Straight up. Yeah. Under the old license, that's not the case. So it's unclear if somebody like Chris, who published Ouroboros, uh, is now going to retroactively owe money because the Kickstarter breach was over a million. Um, So, you know, it's unclear whether or not they're going to be – the way they've worded the leaks and they've been silent on the issue makes it seem like – maybe going forward they'll be entitled to revenue or they may ha- be able to go back to a certain period. Like it's, it's, it's very unclear. Retroactive. But I've listened to some lawyers on, there's already like a lawyer. YouTube has already like a D and D lawyer. YouTube's already on the case. I've been listening to some of their vlogs and it seems like it might not be enforceable because the idea behind an agreement is that like you make it with the intent that there'll be some stability. So if you publish a book covering the old license, that's why you published it, that you can't just pull the rug out from underneath people. But the point is whether or not something is actually enforceable still requires a court of law to take care of, which means this is going to scare small creators away from doing things. This is going to make it harder for people to do things. They have to consider what license, and it just will have a chilling effect overall on, you know, a community, um, you know, homegrown or small. Like, you know, I know Chris Smithson's a guy that, a lot of people know, but Warchief is a small entity. It's not, you know, a mm. large, it's not a big concern. Like, you know, so <laughs> right. we would consider them a small creator for the purposes of this book that just did fantastically well. Um, is Wizards going to exert its right now to say, hey, uh, we're going to make our own Ouroboros book because you publish it under the license and under the license, w- you own it, but we can do we can do what we like too with it. We can make an Ouroboros book. So like, what does that mean for that? Ugh. Yeah, it's ugly. I don't um, like that. So there's a lot of ugly shit in these leaks. Um, the other one was, um, uh, I think, oh, the other one was just like the, they're stating that the open gaming license covered now only covers books and PDF printed material. It does not include streaming 
It does not include, uh, they say, it doesn't allow for anything else like videos, virtual tabletops, computer games, novels, apps, graphic novels, music, songs, dances, and pantomimes. <laughs> uh, and uh, so what about- pantomiming D&D. That's what you gotta, that's what you gotta figure out. Mm. So on, on the core show, we're big fans of a little game called Celasta that uses the SRD famously for its rule set, but shies away from owing anything. What do they owe now? Are they are they are is Wizards going to be coming after them for revenue? Is Celasta going to have to be shut down? Like what you know? Because it's the whole notion is that game is based on the rule set and D and D rule set faithfully. Like its whole identity is up in the air. Um, are they going to go after them now for their revenue? For example, like like they're going in the wrong direction. You know, they, what they should be doing is making cool products and services for us to use and keep it open. But they're trying to stymie competition. The big one I think everyone thinks of is Pathfinder, which relies – I don't know if it still does in the second edition, but my understanding is Pathfinder relies heavily on the SRD aspect and then basically is like an alternative third edition it's like that a, people like. It's like a fork to uh, – it's like using the Quake engine to build Half-Life. You're forking yeah, I've, it. Yeah. I've seen some estimates that probably it's at about four to eight percent market share versus what Wizards does because it's Wizards right. is like you might say Wizard like D and D's not having a good year. Wizards not doing well. It still earns like hundreds of millions of dollars of revenue per year. It's still like a behemoth in the in the TTRPG space, right? Uh, without any no competition. So the fact that they're kind of crushing all the other options is just uh, really gross and icky and like not constructive to the future, which we can talk about the future is that this one D and D is coming down the pipeline. And, you know, we know they're trying to do a virtual tabletop. They're trying to do something with D and D beyond. Nobody asked for a new edition, to be honest. And they failed to make a pitch as to why a new edition is needed. Like there's nothing about what the, like, why can't we just play fifth edition? And this OGL is stated in such a way that, even if you're making new content tomorrow for fifth edition, fourth edition, all the editions, you still owe wizards the money. You're still under this agreement. Mm. No more 1.0 GL. It's now 1.1. Mm. Um, that that likely some of the stuff they're going to try and sell us in the near future on the sixth edition is manufactured to get more money. And the deciding factor will be: is this stuff so awesome? that we all just flock to make this agreement because they've made role-playing so amazing. If not, then, man, piss off. We can just make our content rules agnostic and not publish it saying it's for any particular edition. And just, you know, like, there's a sea change coming because this is pretty terrible. Yeah, they're trying to bring it all back in-house and control everything, every aspect of it. I wonder if it affects, like... uh, It'll affect critical role. Like that's my let's yeah, plays. That's my question. Like, like it'll affect their less less plays, but will it will it somehow poke their future in so, their deal with Amazon and their show and all that? Like so they do have one of the one of the exemptions in there is that they can make direct agreements with people. Like the open license applies to people who they don't like talk to, right? Like so, I'm, they Matt Mercer's done books for them. I'm sure they must have. If they don't have agreements in place, those conversations ha- have been or are taking place and agreements are being signed potentially or Critical Role is going to make a transition in the near future away from Dungeons and Dragons because they moved away Man, from Geek and Sunday. that would be 
That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Can you I imagine? Mean, they can, they I don't can, think it'll happen because I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure Wizards is savvy enough to promise the the Earth oh, moon be, and stars to them. But they'd be foolish. Can you but, imagine? Just mm-hmm. think about it for a second. If like, hi, welcome to Critical Role. We are now playing Pathfinder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, but if you look carefully at the Critical Role branding and like even the Amazon TV show, it's not. Uh, Vo- Legend of Vox Mac and a D and D television show. Right. There's All no the names mention. have been changed. Like, yeah, and know. yeah, and, and like, I don't know who's got to do it, but we really need open source TTRPG because this, like, <clears throat> this company's owning rule rule sets and stuff has really got to stop. Like, if you write a book, it's copywritten, but like, there's this whole notion of like, well, this is copyrightable, but that is. I hate this topic because it is such a like it is such a damper on the hobby, and I encountered this even you know when we were doing there will be dungeons and we're using Roll Twenty for VTTs uh, for virtual tabletop online for people that don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. When you go to buy like the art packs and you go to the artist sites, some of those guys are like, if you're going to use this in an online game, you have to write me for permission. Like it is like it, it, this whole like intellectual copyright, blah, 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 just like affects everything. And I just want to sit and play and yeah, I want to stream it because it's 2023 and we do shit online. Like, shut up, you know, like I get that intellectual rights holders need to be compensated and paid, but at the same time, you know, it's like there is this undercurrent in the TTRPG space where it's, it's hard to, to just like easily actually create content and this isn't making it any easier uh, in terms of the complexity of doing it. I really hate it. We need like open source. Uh, we need like a, a popular open source TTRPG rule set because guess what? You have everyone house rules. Like no one's religiously using the rules and the stuff in the context. There's an orc in my thing. Maybe it's like the wizards one. Maybe it isn't like, yeah, this who's who's sucks. adhering to it a hundred percent? Probably nobody at this point. Maybe if you're right, you exactly. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and so like part of this covers the big business interest, which really doesn't affect us. Um, but I think this has a really dampening effect on small time creators who like to make things and knowing where they stand. Particularly, you know, you can just kind of ignore it, but I, I hate the part where they just say you grant a non-exclusive, perpetual, irrevocable, worldwide, sub-licensable, royalty fee license to use that content for any purpose on the stuff you make mm-hmm. that they consider under this license. Mm-hmm. That is gross. Yeah. Very gross. It's pretty gross. I, I'm, okay. I'm in full agreement. Anyway, I've talked a lot, but this is like, this is a dark, you know, first big L for 2023 goes to Wizards of the Coast. Congratulations. And you mentioned MTG, like that's not, Magic's also having problems too. They're like overprinting old rares and really um, making their fans there unhappy as well. <laughs> Just throw, throw Magic in. <laughs> well, that's also happening. There's, a, there, there's, yeah. some, there's, a, there's a real like um, tone or shift at that company where they're really displeasing customers uh, at this time. And yeah. this is just more, more of it. So, well, I'm curious how I. I while you were talking, I texted the two people we've talked about today just to say, hey, what do you guys think of this? I would love to hear what they have to say and if and whether or not I can say it on the air or not. But I like have they yeah, have they to deal with it. it. Like, I don't know. Like, like the if they if you make a contract with people in good faith, 
they should be able to proceed in good faith. And yeah, but it's not a contract, right? It's a license. It's a like, li- it's but like, the license, same thing, right? It's like, just when a we pre- did there will be dungeons. We didn't have to call wizards and say, "Oh, hey, can we do this? Like, is it cool? What are the, what are the rules? We just did it. Well, that's because but that's we, what a, that's what the license affords you is to do that. So you, in good faith, act on the license's promise of how right. it works, so that you're not having to do a contract for every single person, and then right. you move forward. And if they're making that barrier. St- more stern and trying to my worries they try to make it retroactive if they do that that's very bad if they don't it's a little less bad but it still sucks it stifles innovation it seems like the, the assessment is based on the wording is they're trying to make it retroactive Ugh. Yeah. that's and dirty it, dirty the problem too is who it impacts because it, it doesn't impact it doesn't really impact small just having fun just doing their own thing people it's not going to impact unless they choose to make a thing of it um the really big things uh but there's like this middle ground that bo talked about where it's like you're kind of in between you're not small potatoes you're doing some cool things you've got a lot of attention you're getting some revenue and it just comes in and stymies that growth and it just impacts that that middle section and it just kind of kills the desire for and the ability for creativity in that in that avenue. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I don't think any of us like this. And um, I would love to hear some folks at home pipe in about it. Uh, so please do talk to the core at gmail.com is where you can send your comments or thoughts. Or you can text us at 801-471-0462. Do you think this is a decent idea for them to pursue? Or do you think this is as bad as we do? Because it sounds and, bad. You know, how many people out there, how many of you out there are canceling your pantomimes? <laughs> yeah, all, all yeah. your D&D oh, pantomimes. Oh, man, my D&D, D&D, D&D pantomimes. <laughs> it's done. It's oh, done. Man. They really, I really do feel, I, I could be wrong, but I just feel like it's a company going, damn it, we should control all this. We can't just, you know, everyone's having all this fun and we're, we, it was our idea. And now we, this so would be we, like Blizzard suing Valve for make, or not Valve, but Riot. They or, came for, you know, like, well, it's like. they did sue. <laughs> They did, did they? sue Valve, yeah. Oh yeah, they right. They, or they, they, actually, was it the other way around? Was it Valve I, sued I think Blizzard Valve or did sued, Blizzard sue Blizzard sued Valve? Is what happened because Valve for Dota. Va- for the, yeah, Valve started tra- Dota and used the name though, right? Because Blizzard was going to call it Blizzard Dota, and it was all built obviously in their own backyard in Warcraft Three. So Dota has right. all its roots there. So when Valve trademarked Dota Two and we're working on it, that's when Blizzard got litigious and. It was a trademark one. issue, not a you can't make a MOBA. We own the copyright because it was made Correct, in our, yeah. right. in our, with our software. Yeah. But this reeks of that same principle yeah. of, man, why aren't we the ones profiting from <laughs> from our creativity, which isn't true. Like That's a fallacy to begin with, to assume that Absolutely. because you created D&D, you're the reason Critical Role is successful. is a it's, That's not true. That's right. just... It's not true. That's it's a, false. It's a. It's a. What's the? Is a word for that? But yeah, they. It's a false. Uh, it's a false connection, or comparative comparison, or something like they don't. That is absolutely true. That's wrong. And here's the thing: Critical Role would survive on Pathfinder or something else. Um, I'm not sure D and D could weather the backlash that this would cause. They are big. They're they're like Bo keep mention, keeps mentioning. They're the behemoth in the market. But I don't think they could handle the backlash that would come from Critical Role and other high-profile um, examples of D- public D&D pulling away from them. That would be 
suicide for them. They might be able to survive, but they wouldn't be as big as they are. right now. No, not nearly. Like they're, they're having a hard time, but they've also grown exponentially on the success of other people bringing more eyes and attention to the medium. So they've, they've grown because of these things that they're now seemingly, because this just reeks of resentment. Like these changes. It does. They, they are enjoying success on the backs of the thing they're now resenting. Well, I mean, I don't even know if emotion plays into it. This is a corporation owned by Hasbro, with shareholders trying to get money to do the things that they're probably used to doing when other parts of their IP holdings for Wizards is very different, and this probably is bringing them more in line with how other products are done. But it doesn't work for TTRPG. Nobody likes it for the TTRPG No, space. different business. And you can do that for Uno or whatever they own. Yeah, but and I, I think this is, yeah, this is lawyers and CEOs just trying to control as much as possible their product. Like, why? why? It's <laughs> unheard of, right? And there's even less of it in the video game space of people letting their tools out for people to play with because someone, heaven forbid, someone make an awesome game and then make money on their own using the stuff you made. The travesty of it all. How could Shareholders it be? crying. Yeah. Boo hoo hoo. Yeah. Iteration in yeah. gaming, tabletop or otherwise. So that genie's but out we of the have, bottle, boys. We have MOBAs because that happened. Right. But that's not how uh, lawyers and money dumb, dumb money people think. They're just they just think dumb. Let me ask you this, Bo, does this tarnish at all your previously undying man love you had for the Transformers uh, uh, animated series? Uh, since that's well, a I love the joint? old Transformers. I mean, I was thinking about this because I think about Transformers <laughs> as casually. I really I, I was thinking about how I don't like newer Transformers because of how they vilify the Decepticons. Yeah, like they make them look mean. Like I was looking at like. Me- like later iterations of Megatron and how it's like, oh, he's evil, so he's got to look evil. Yeah, but but original Megatron doesn't look evil. I mean, he's it looks gray. Like he has a unibrow. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there's a like he obviously is a nasty person, and like the color palettes are, are you know if you look at the Decepticons versus the Transformers, there's like lots of bright colors on the Autobot side, and blues and cool colors with the Decepticons. But, like, overall, they're all Transformers, and there's a recurring theme of Megatron and Optimus always working together to yeah, set aside the differences. Happened, yeah. all, and there's sort of, like, a, an undertone of, like, we can talk about civil rights and race relations and things like that. Like, there's this whole, like, there's a division and fracturing of the Decepticon, of the uh, Transformers, but they're all one people, and the best stories are usually when they set aside their differences to to whether it's to help humans or to solve some sort of problem and the more nuance takes in the recent years of megatron being a misunderstood like he's a tyrant and evil person but he has like he wants a a um a cybertron that is prosperous as much as anyone else it's just his way is the fascist tyrannical way and not the right way that's why optimus is the hero for the working class and all that but like um the the later stuff doesn't have that. The later stuff is Omegatron bad. Ah, I'm bad. I just want to suckle all your oil. I'm Megatron. <laughs> you know, like you know, it's like suckle flame. It's like, you guys yeah. don't really like Transformers that much. If that's all you took out of it was that. And I think Hasbro's current, iter- you know, they're the ones driving the licenses and the stuff. Yeah, they're not like they don't seem to have much of that. If they get back to telling good stories in the Transformers space, it, it'd be. Megatron, what he better. should be his 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 analog is uh, Magneto in the X Men. Yeah, he's actually yeah. he actually wants kind of what 
Xavier wants, their methods are just totally yeah. opposed. I mean, and, I think Magneto's probably more nuanced of a character than Megatron is, but yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um, okay, I'm going to make you a t-shirt one day because you made a great quote and I just don't want to forget it. And it'll say, Megatron, colon, not a very nice person. Because <laughs> I've never heard anyone say it, describe Megatron as that before, and you did today, and that made me smile. So watch well, for that T-shirt coming. Well, I think Megatron's dope, man. He's just uh, he's lost his way, but he's a uh, you know yeah, and his transformation's dumb. He shouldn't be a gun. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's really it's dumb. dumb because he can't hardly fire himself. He does occasionally, but it's usually <laughs> he usually needs the cassette player to do it for him. And that's well, it's even more annoying when he does fire himself because why did he need people all those other times? <laughs> Yeah. Is he less accurate when he's not being held? Like, they don't explain any of it. I've been watching Gen 1, and there are questions. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, well done, Hasbro. You're being dicks. Uh, Moving on, let's get to... Oh, hey, we got a patron message of the week. This is a question that Bo will like. Uh, This came to us from a patron. By the way, his name is G Peanuts. Or like more like G Peanuts, like that. I think. G-E-E Peanuts. Anyway, G peanuts. Yeah, G, G peanuts. Peanuts. Like he's excited about peanuts in a very 1950s way. Can't wait to watch G way. peanuts is afraid. Yeah, G G peanut. G. Oh, I almost said G penis. Anyway. Yeah, you gotta be careful. That's why I picked Whew. the name. I feel no like kidding. that's why the name is the one it is. <laughs> oh, it's starting to sound G like a rapper too. Penis. It's like yo yo yo, I'm G penis. Or, <laughs> I'm G penis. <laughs> I gotcha. Only took three times Jamie. to get you. <laughs> Jamie alert. Jamie alert. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a clue. Anyway, he asked this. It's a, a good question. I think Bo can answer this the most, although I can definitely answer it as well. But anyway, does gaming on 120 hertz monitor really make that huge of a difference? I use a 60 hertz monitor, and that means, or that sorry, that's meant for video editing and color grading. I'm thinking of purchasing a 120 hertz monitor that are also color accurate, but it's a bit pricey. G peanuts. Um, well, if you're buying that for dual use here so you need it for this work stuff you're talking about but also for gaming i can tell you from personal experience once you've had that taste of 120 or more hertz on your monitor or your television you kind of don't want to ever go back it's hard Mm -hmm. to explain because 60 is smooth and nice and everyone's been pining for that for decades right that was the big the big thing is ooh, that game runs at 60 120 man yeah that game that goes i was just talking with like why is this so much better than everything else i've ever seen yep i was just talking with someone who's like i can't remember who it was but they're like you know that's fine i play on you know it goes to 30 it's no big deal it's okay it might have been crofton uh it's not that (laughs) big a deal yeah it might but it might have been someone else and i was like yeah that's what you say when you don't know what heaven tastes like (laughs) like you know what i mean like traditionally yeah, well, you well, lick you it. know, like you this, lick it. this this souffle is heavenly. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You know, okay. like not yeah, literally yeah. eating. It's the house metaphorical. It's it's we're we're in metaphor land, okay. but um, okay. Maybe I'm yeah, hungry. I just you don't need clouds. it. <laughs> so one, you don't need it if you enjoy gaming on sixty frames. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Do you know you're, what? You're not miss. You're not missing out necessarily, but I would say. Um, if you are enthusiast of gaming, this is a good direction to go in and it makes things like here's the storm look like butter. Like my, I, I, I couldn't believe how I was feeling about the way things were moving on the screen. Now that I'm a little more used to it, I don't appreciate it until I lose it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, it's like, it's like playing in butter. It's like, rather than being in a monitor, it's like what a butter turned into a screen and you could just look at butter. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and watch it play the like the, you plugged your HDMI into a stick of butter. Like, yeah. I'm just like, oh, this is it, it is much better. It's beautiful. it's massively better. Whether it's the, worth the price or not, you're gonna have to make a personal choice on yeah. that. But the, I the I, other yeah. the other thing is too. It's like, are you a PC enthusiast? If you're able to run games at 160 frames, but your monitor only refreshes 60. You're throwing money out. Like, why did you buy all that good gear? <laughs> you know, if you're not going to see all the frames your computer's rendering, you're wasting electricity. It costs electricity to make those frames. Um, <laughs> you know, there's that aspect too. And then, um, lastly, I can't remember what I was going to say. Shit. I know what I'll add. just climbed on this soapbox. He's like, you're a bad person. You're wasting electricity. <laughs> no, 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 no. Also, no. other things I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's some other aspect I wanted to say, too, is, um, oh, do not get one if your PC is only rendering stuff at 60 frames, or because there's no point. That's another thing you need, another dynamic that buyer beware, uh, having a 120 refresh rate doesn't make your games look better if your computer can't even run at that many frames. Yeah. So if you're not even paying attention to that. Yeah. Then maybe you're not even noticing, or maybe you get no benefits. So if you're running an older video card, yeah. you know it's like buying a video card because you're stoked about ray tracing, and then you never buy a video game that supports ray tracing. You know, you, yeah, just, exactly. you just be yeah. be be uh, informed, I suppose. By the way, if you say that you lick or eat heaven, this is the answer you get from Imperius. Sacrilege. He'll tell you that. He'll say sacrilege. To you. No, I'm not supposed to lick heaven. I'm thinking about Imperius because for the Diablo show, I'm going to do a little uh, thing on him. And uh, boy, he's an uppity bastard. He's just got to stick so straight good, up his butt. Though. Yeah, I love like him. Like that but. moment where he drops in and kills everything you're fighting and just tells you to hurry up. Yeah. Is like one of the best moments in that campaign. I agree. Diablo 3. Di- Diablo? Di- why, why did that sound wrong? Diablo. 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 Um Diablo three, uh, his his in the cutscene where where uh, you know I am justice itself and I'm leaving and I'm going to go complain about my stomach now and 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 Imperius is super blown away by that and like offended. Such classic stuff. It's so good. Everyone wants to hate on three, but I love that stuff. Uh, all right. Let's well, I m- wanted to say one more thing oh, yeah. about this because he did say I'm thinking of purchasing a 120 hertz monitor, but it's a bit pricey. It is a bit pricey, so don't feel bad. Like. Yeah, look for a sale. It is it is pricey, but I got mine at a pretty good deal too. There might be sales that come up. Yeah, I got a four or five hundred dollar one for like two fifty on sale, and I I love it. My LG, I think I paid three hundred for mine, and Mm -hmm. it's a thirty one incher. Yeah, so mine's thirty five. I think I don't know, but there was a sale. It was off like forty percent off. It was originally five or six hundred bucks. So I know they're like expensive. The one place you can I, save money is oftentimes these will be G Sync also, which is always good to have if you've got a, a yeah, GPU got from them. But also, uh, which means you know you don't have to use VSync, which is just a software solution. You're actually doing proper syncing with the monitor itself, so that helps a lot. But the one thing I didn't get was HDR with this, and that's how I was able to save some shave some money off of that. If you don't need HDR cap- oh, capability, yeah. then you can HDR. get rid of it. It's beautiful. Is it good? It's beautiful. No, because like I've played a few games this past week that have forced Windows my monitor. Windows HDR mm-hmm. is garbage. Yeah, because oh. everything looks gray and matte, and oh. like, it's terrible. Well, TV, my experience TV with HDR, HDR has been like ugh. TV HDR is mind-blowingly good, but oh okay. But I think yeah, that the yeah. Windows integrated HDR is not good. You should never have it. 
Oh. Yeah, so I've se- it, it's happened because and I've streamed it too, and I'm like, how do I shut this off? Securo can't shut it off. It's it's terrible. I'm good to hear. I'm glad you to hear that. You made me want to play Securo. I turned it on, and I think because of how my streaming setup is, I couldn't turn it off. And I was like, <laughs> I well, I'm I not playing Sekiro. I guess this I isn't going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I couldn't turn it off. I haven't figured it out yet either. Got to be an option Sekiro. in there. I think it's because it's a port. It's not an option. There's no it, HDR it's option. It's not an internal option. I found the solutions where they're like, we'll turn it off on Windows, but my Windows thinks it's off. Yeah, same um, as what is mine. Oh, and, no. oh, I'm glad I got the monitor I did then. I don't want to mess with that. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Yeah. I don't want that. not good. No. All right. Well, get if you're doing a TV and high-end console stuff, it's beautiful, but that's Maybe there's an INI file that I can... Yeah. Oh, man, that's old school. I love that. Edit your eye and eyes. Oh, yeah, you still do that now. It's not, oh, that's you true. Haven't done, you haven't just, done it in a while. <laughs> I just haven't heard people say that in a long time. Been a, Scott's nostalgic for it. I am. That and uh, remember the high mem, not high mem. Um, I've been doing that because of Skyrim VR. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> the, the, the paths I've walked yeah. modding that game. So there you go. Um, I really want, this is a weird thing to say here, but I want Valve to release Proton, which is already a fork of Linux. Or a fork of uh, wine, or whatever they started with. Uh, Proton's what lets them make the Steam Deck work and work so well, and it does work so well. But it's Linux, and it's just faking it out to make you think you're running Windows games natively, and it's beautiful and wonderful. Put Proton out there for everything that needs it. Let me run that on my Mac. Let me have that on my PC if I want to. Let me put that. I know I can do that just by having a Linux PC. I'm not saying that, but. I think Proton is the bomb. (laughs) It's so good. Can't you just install like Ubuntu or something like that? Yeah, I mean, I could literally install Proton on a Linux box, but what I want to do is have everything. I want all the benefits. (laughs) So I want to have, you know, let me, all my production I do on a Mac, let me run Proton off the side and I can run all my Windows games on there with no no issues. A little side note, I got to put a Steam Deck in my hands. Whoa, Steam Deck. I just make sure I heard that. Right. Deck, okay, sorry, okay. sorry, steam deck. Not a steamy. Uh, <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was using an Australian accent. Steam dick. Steam dick. So uh, <laughs> what you what you think? When he tried uh, to lean Crofton into the accent, one. it became a third word. Right. Crofton has Damn. one, so I was able to just see what it felt like and played a bit of Doom Eternal in it. It's pretty sweet. It's good, right? Yeah. Nice little device. Yeah. Yeah, I love mine. I have a game that runs so well on it today that I'll talk about that. I'm I'm so excited about how well it ran. Anyway. Let's move on to uh, our week in gaming. Speaking of which, let's do that now. Yes, that's right. Uh, Shared games we played this week. I think just John and I had a game that was shared, um, and that is Hot Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, I played uh, because you talked about it during Game of the Year, and I was like, well, Hot Wheels are really important in our household right now. Sure. Because the boy likes monster trucks, Mm -hmm. and... Uh, he's got a little Lightning McQueen Hot Wheel that is also very popular, and uh, it's kind of gotten me hooked. I'm like, oh yeah, Hot Wheels are rad. Like that's the secret of being a parent is you get to kind of be a kid again every now and then. Yeah, you get to and relive. It's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna judge you. That's true. Because uh, they're like, oh, he's got a kid. It's fine. Yeah. And oh, I don't have kids, and I behave like a kid all the time. So don't worry about that's it. True. I, that's true. I set the bar lower so you can behave a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> hearing that it was good because the only thing that because i i saw pictures of it and i was like man this is kind of what i've always wanted like 
places that look like big rooms and Hot Wheel tracks going through it and, you know, cool looking Hot Wheels cars riding around. Like, this looks like a good game. And the reviews were not very great um, when I read the Steam reviews for it. So hearing you uh, speak glowingly of it was kind of the thing that made me bite the bullet on it. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to say it's a rad little game. Like, it's not the greatest game Mm-mm. of all time. Mm-mm. It's just super fun, though. It's really good um, at what it's good at. Like, it knows yeah. what it is, and it does that really well. I think the only the most of those reviews, they're mostly sour over blind loot boxes, uh, which you don't... Oh, I guess you can pay for shit, too. There's a bunch of bundles and things. But, but blind loot boxes come from winning races, and you never know what's in there, and it might be a car you like or not. And I don't... I think people are just sour on that stuff. Um, because yeah. I think the game itself, I mean, it's smooth. It looks, it's a beautiful Unreal Engine game. It looks like I'm playing with a toy, but in a real meaty, fun way. And the tracks are fun. Like, I don't, I really don't have much to complain about. It's an arcade racer. So you know what you're getting into. You're not getting Gran Turismo here, nor should you, right? That'd be dumb <laughs> with a game like this. So I'm very glad to hear that. I mean, you know, again, I don't think John or I'll, this isn't the kind of game where we're like, oh, that's all I care about now. I'm going to watch speed runs. This is my <laughs> life. It's a fun racing game. Yeah, it's fun. And, you know, the kids are excited to see it. Um, I brought the baby in just to see what he would think if I showed him a 3D model of one of his trucks. And he lost his mind over it. I didn't think it was going to register. But as soon as I pulled up one of his trucks on the game, he was like, he pointed. He's like, ah. Look at that. Yeah. So the novelty is there for him too. And uh, yeah, it's just neat. It's it, just scra- it scratches my, um, uh, my wipeout itch, I think a little bit. Um, it's not obvious. They're not cars hovering in the future or any of that. And the music's not the same. I don't mean it in that way, but just kind of the fantasy of racing in a way that you never would do normally. And in this case, it's, you know, big living rooms that are all rearranged with tracks and, as you're driving around, you're seeing a big boom box off to the left and a chair off to the right. And part of me misses that micro machines kind of thing. So for whatever reason, it's, it's clicking with me and it it is a smooth as that butter bow was talking about on your steam decks. Real good on there. Yeah. And the thing is, is I'm not a big enough racing game fan to really like go hard on any big racing game. Like mm-hmm. this is just, I got in, I had a bunch of cars. It's not based on anything other than toys that they sell. So I'm not like getting in there going like, Oh God, I got to really earn up, mm-hmm. get some, like, I don't care. It's just like, maybe I'll be a Batman car this time. Maybe I'll, Oh look, I'm a Ninja turtle car. Like none of that really matters. It's just dumb fun. Mm-hmm. And you just get in, you do races and like, it's, it's not more complicated than that. I mean, it probably could be, but it's not for me. And that's all I want. Yeah. So I could go the route of, you know, playing like a Forza or something like that. But that that has more than I actually want, because when I'm in the mood to play a racing game, I'm really just in the mood to just get in and play a racing game real quick. Yep, I agree. Yeah, you're we're on the same page with this. It's uh, it's good. And it was on sale during the the um, I think it might still be actually uh, during the, the most recent steam sale, the winter sale. And it yeah. was only it was half off, I think, 50 percent off. It was a really good deal. So I grabbed it sounds like you did too and good times were had and will continue to be had with that their game as a multiplayer mode i played that too that was fun i I lost a lot but it was fun (laughs) got my ass kicked lots of people playing it that's the other thing i was never waiting for games or anything so does it annoy you that you're probably being beaten by children uh a little bit um 
it also annoys me that there's probably some 52 year old who never got over his hot wheels. Who's probably killing me as well. And, 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 and really kicking everyone's ass. So there's something about that extreme too, that made me feel uncomfortable. I don't know. You're like, I don't like either of them. <clears throat> I don't like either. Option. I don't like everyone who beats me. No. I, that's, you know what? That's fair. That's yeah. a fair assessment. I feel that way a lot. Yeah. That's good though. Check it out. Hot wheels unleashed. I promised a couple of people I would repeat game names when we were done talking about them. Don't worry. Grandma will take care of that. Yeah. It's not a problem. Grandma will do it at the end of the show again as well. We'll all try right. to remember it all the time. There you go. Forget because we're busy doing doing a show i played lego star wars skywalker saga what's the full name do i have that right lego have star this. wars the skywalker saga yeah is that how they say it i guess that's how they say it <laughs> um it's a big the long Ski-walker name walker saga i believe is how this, this, this was also like half off uh during the sale i want to say it was maybe 24 bucks and i had some i had some money left over on my steam wallet so it was a perfect thing nice. for me to just grab. And uh and so I did. Uh this is great, this game. Yeah. It's surprising to say this because I was real not sick of, but I I'd seen all I needed or thought I could see from those old Lego games, Star Wars or otherwise. Just felt like I'd seen everything there is to see. They were all kind of the same, the same camera view, the same sort of gameplay. Like that's just what it was. This Something about them parking the camera right behind your back, going third person with it, way more shooting stuff, um, really creative like puzzle stuff that isn't like hard. There's not like a ton of difficulty going on, but just this really fun romp through all the stories. I'm looking at the Jar Jar crap here. Who cares about that? Nobody. But no, he's great because my favorite thing about Jar Jar is a lot of characters once they start running, there's like a run, but then there's a sprint once they really get going. Mm-hmm. And when Jar Jar does it, his long ass tongue comes out of his mouth and just starts flapping in the breeze behind him as he's running. It's great. It's yeah. a great run. Animation. It's not bad. Uh, also, I'll say this, Bo, you'd love it because there are damage numbers. Everybody you hit has a health bar and they got damage numbers flying out of their heads, which I just thought of you. Yeah, I was surprised. I didn't realize there was going to be a health bar. Yeah. Yeah. Action role-playing game sort of thing. Actually. I just, I didn't realize it. It's pretty nutty. Um, in fact, I saw you, uh, I think you, you listed the, or wish listed the game. It, it showed up in my steam stuff that says, Bo wish listed this game or something. And I thought I oh, might've, I, I think I'm on and off with that one. Yeah. Maybe just cause I haven't, I have a ton of games, but definitely it's, piqued my interest here and there what really blows my mind about it is the new engine they're using that's the most realistic plastic textures i've ever seen in a game um the 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 areas that they play in the jungles and the deserts and stuff that all looks really great too but it's the actual minifigs up close you see the seat the little plastic seam down the side you see scuff marks uh, dirty marks like Luke's shoulders uh, where his head meets his shoulders and his minifig uh, are dirty like some kid left it in the sand pile too long or something. It's just really detailed in these ways that I didn't know that was the case. I didn't know it was going to look so freaking good. It's just a beautiful rendering of all things Lego. The action's fun. The stories are goofy. Um, they they basically retell the stories of all three, oh, sorry, all nine movies. It's a ton of content. That's the other thing. Plus a bunch of DLC if you want it uh, with Mandalorian and other things in it. And um, all of that stuff that you go through the entire plot of the films, like in a meaty way. It's not just like quick bam, boom, bam. You're like, you spend meaningful time 
in the initial uh, episode four stuff, trying to get away from Vader and his invading force inside that ship. I was pod racing in this. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but I hear it's all right. <laughs> I, I've done a few. <laughs> I've done a few things with uh, um, speeders, and that feels good. Like they actually drive really well. Um, yeah, you can fly around. You can do stuff in space. Um, air- there, there's like weird hubs where it's like, hey, you want to go fly down to the planet? They have you fly down to the planet like No Man's Sky style, where it's like you're parked up in space and you can go do some space battles if you want, or you can just point your ship at the planet and fly towards it to go land. It's, yep, it's kind of and cool. collect everything like ships and guns and characters and skins for those characters, and just a ton of collectibles. And the eye for detail is really strong. I think this is just a cool game. And I waited because I didn't want to spend 60 or 70 bucks, whatever it was. Such a stupid joke on what was on the screen. That there was graffiti on the outside of the Jedi temple that says sand is for losers. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of great, I mean, like legitimately funny jokes that they tell. But they're also, and it's all voiced, I should say that. They voice everything. Um. In a couple of cases, it's people you know from some of the animated series and all that. And in other cases, it's, you know, different actors. But anyway, so far, super enjoying this. It's polished as hell. Um, there were some nightmare stories about Crunch at that company to get this out when they did. So I feel a little bad about that. But boy, does it it really shines. It's a really polished, clean, great game. I'm going to put it up there with some of my most fun I've ever had in a Star Wars game. I like it that much. It's very good. Wow. Yeah, and I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not even that much of a Lego guy, but something about this one really grabbed me. Anyway, that's Lego Star Wars, uh, the Skywalker Saga complete thing, whatever the full name is. I think that's it. I think you I think did I you get, get it? it and you keep adding to it. I, I think I did. I added like four more Lego words to Lego Star it. Wars, the Skywalker Saga edition. <laughs> yeah, there's, I don't know why I do that. Um, then there's this weird thing I did. Uh, maybe I've talked about this on the show before, but I really like the Minish Cap, uh, the Zelda GBA game. So I'm playing that again. <laughs> That's a good Zelda game. It's a That's great good. game. It's a uh, hat is a bird. Yep. He's got a bird. He can fly and float and do some stuff. You got a vacuum, which is cool. Um, it's one of my favorite Zelda games up there. Might even be my second favorite behind uh, Wind Waker. Those are my two favorite, I think. And uh, to play it again is a joy. I love it. It's been long enough. I don't hardly remember anything. So I'm kind of having to remember or relearn everything, which I'm totally fine with. Um, I'm probably two hours in. I'm actually a little stuck on the mountain right now. I I cannot figure out what I've done wrong. But the whole shrink you down to little size mechanic works really well. It's just a really fun romp. And uh, you might say, wait, GBA, Scott, what the crap? How are you playing a GBA game in 2022? Well, I own this game. I have a cartridge. And I am playing the ROM on here, my Steam Deck. Comes. So there you go. That's the <laughs> truth. I actually own that own that cart. Um, but I'm playing it on my Steam Deck in emulation, and it's wonderful on there. In fact, it uh, uses analog stick instead of D-pad if you want. You can use D-pad if you want to. But the analog stick works so well in this game. I was shocked how good it plays cool. with it. Uh, anyway, a lot of people forget Capcom made this game for Nintendo. They licensed it and, or not licensed it. They hired Capcom to make the game. And that oh, might really? make some people go, what Capcom? They don't know how to make a Zelda game. They absolutely did. And it is great. So I'm super hooked on this right now. It's kind of not all I'm playing, but when I'm sitting on my butt with nothing else to do, I, I play this. It's very good. And I think I, I would like to beat it. It might be one of those at the end of the year go, ah, oh, games that are old that I beat in 2023. This might be. 
Minish yeah, we gotta get that. We gotta get that list starting, eh? Yeah, it's I gotta go back to playing Final Fantasies, I guess. I gotta pad my numbers out with some extremely long role playing games. That's right. I really like yeah, it. You're though. not gonna be able to finish as many. You got some long ones ahead of you if you're still playing all the Final Fantasies. Yeah, you're gonna be busy. But, I also, uh, yeah, sweet. I, I almost started Final Fantasy VI instead of this. Uh, emulated that, but then I thought I should just get the pixel remaster and do it that way. You should get the pixel remaster. Yes. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm currently just kind of hooked on this. I just love this game so much. All right, there's that. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, I got one of these. Work harder. A chore core game. Yeah. Uh, now you, I'm looking forward to these. Uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a brand new one called Cafe Owner Simulator. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scott's yeah. always wanted to own a cafe, and now he's living his dream. Is it uh, next to Mocha Joe's? Um, it is <laughs> not. That would be cool if it was, but it is not, I'm afraid. It's not a spite store. Okay, <laughs> no, gotcha. definitely not a spite store, although I love, I that's one of my favorite things they ever did on Curb. So I love the idea of a spite store. But basically, you take over this old place that you need to convert into a that functioning. the Cheers bar? <laughs> it looked like it, didn't exactly it? exactly like the Cheers bar. This is a load screen. I don't know what's going on here. Um, but you, you take over this, it's in all in first person, uh, kind of like house flipper sort of. Um, but your job is to clean up. Oh yeah. This is a whole story about the guy who died and you inherited his thing. Why is he a potato? I don't know why they look like this. It's really weird because the game itself doesn't, they go for a more realistic look as you can see on this. Yeah, I was going to say, this looks like the same aesthetic as gas station simulator but less gross it's a very it looks like the same graphic style of some porn games but without <laughs> the porn well i mean maybe i gotta get further and there's porn i don't know but uh as you can see right here i'm raking leaves uh this is the exactly what you think it is you go there it's wow. all dilapidated and shitty you got to clean it up you got to throw away some stuff and get rid of junk and then you got to paint walls put up some bricks and then you got to hire people to help run the place you got to build a menu i'm not super far in yet but it's one of these and i like these so i have a feeling i'll like it just fine as i keep playing it it's uh the code was sent to me so thanks i'm getting a reputation for this i think because i keep getting codes Um, these guys like simulate everything though i'm looking at their check this out they have cowboy life simulator yeah they're into it (laughs) saloon simulator ninja simulator yep Sim rail. Oh, that sounds. They've really laid Was into cowboy it. life not being properly simulated in popular games such as Red Dead Redemption Two. <laughs> Did it needed its own simulator? Oh my gosh, I kind of want to know now. I want to play that. I'll have to look it up after. But they got a lot of simulators. I'm just going to throw that out there. But this is the this is very traditional in the sense of like you're building a restaurant and you need customers and they're going to come by and they're going to love it. And then you're going to build more and then you're going to expand upstairs and build, build outdoor seating. You know, it's, it's that, I guess you finished tavern master, right? Oh yeah. I would, that, yeah, that thing. Tavern I, master size hole in your life now. Yeah. Fill it. I mean, I, they keep putting out new content for tavern master that isn't technically new game. It's just quality of life or they added a dartboard or, you know, little bits and pieces. Yeah. I may yeah. go back to that and see what they've done, but, um, this is fun. It's a fun little diversion. If you like these kind of games, which I do for who knows why. Uh, oh, yeah, there's the Did garbage guy. Did you just guy. get money from throwing stuff in the garbage? Uh, I think I gave... I think that cost me money because this garbage dude oh, you're looking at okay. here, he come... You have to pay 50 bucks for a pickup once, you've, once you're full and he'll come and take your garbage away. I was going to say sold. I want to live in a world where... 
people pay me to pick up my garbage. That'd yeah, be so that, nice. That game is Disco Elysium. There you go. You can. Oh, that's you true. Pick up, you pick right. up empties and then you turn them in for change. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool though. Thing that, Primary uh, source of income through the early parts of that game. It's yeah. a it's a fun little diversion. I recommend it. I don't know how much it costs because, like I said, I got the key. It's probably what fifteen or something. I can't find it. But anyway, uh, go look for yourselves. It's called Cafe Owner Simulator. So I guess I'm simulating the owner, not this cafe. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, do you get employees in this game? Yeah, you hire people. You get okay. contracts. You can do headhunters. They go out and find like really good baristas and stuff for you. Nice. Yeah, they come back. I have not gotten far enough to have more than one employee, so I don't know how that dynamic works just yet. But that's me. You should hire me. Yeah, world class barista. I'd hire you. Except Bo is afraid. I got my own espresso coffee maker. I've been making myself lattes since Christmas. I'm gonna gain like twenty pounds just drinking milk all day. Oh man, I kind of want one though. If I was at your place, you'd make us one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll remember that when I'm. That's in. why I got it to entertain guests. With my sweet lattes. Next time I'm in Ottawa. Ottawa. I'll look Ottawa. Uh, then finally, just more WoW. I have been playing that pretty consistently. Uh, I think that game's great. I helped make I soup today. They made a big. There's a big event where you make soup with a soup master. He's a uh, Tuscar down on the uh, southern or the uh, I guess the western tip of the new continent, and he's got a giant pot where he's always making soup. And a few times a day, there's this event that happens where all these players show up, and we all help him make soup. And we fight huge creatures, turn their their meat into ingredients, and then he makes this soup, and then you get awesome gear for it, and XP and uh, rep and stuff. So sounds awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, like every time I've ever made soup, yeah. makes me nostalgic for all those times I fought monsters to make soup. I mean, how could it not? Really, the other thing is, I just wanted to say the once you've leveled to seventy, and I went and got all of the dragon glyphs. These are these things floating in different places that give you all your dragon powers. Once you mm-hmm. max those out, it's awesome. You can go anywhere. You can fly. And it's fun flying, not just not just like, oh, I've maxed it out. Now I can just fly like a regular flying mount. It's not like that. It's shoot you way up in the air, fire you really fast toward the ground. It's crazy. The way that flying works in that game is really cool uh, with the dragon riding stuff. And I highly recommend doing that. Earlier the better. Go find all those locations, get your glyphs, and then that'll help you sail through you know, whatever you have left. Um, there's one in particular, it's way up in a mountain peak that was so freaking hard to get. I swore many times at my screen, many mm. times I swore, but I got it mm. and it's fun. That game's good. Is, is, is the continent divided into zones or is it just one big player? Area? Uh, no, it's zones. It's uh, okay. I wish so, I could tell you the zones, but I was yeah. curious about the way they divide it up. Cause if you're flying around so much, you know, like, I don't know if they, it's a lot bigger. Yeah. You know when you, 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 you when you fly yeah. high up Large. in the air, the zones kind of look like here's the snow area, here's the fire area. Like it's all like that's not how it would naturally form. Oh, I see what and you mean. And it's just yeah. what I seen of Dragonflight looked like. Maybe the land was a little more, just less like contrasty per zones. I was just wondering if it really was part. It's pretty contrasty way. still. It's just that there it is like John says. It's much larger mm. and. And and a lot of verticality. There's a lot of stuff you're doing up high. So it's like I'm down here taking a quest, but that quest it needs to be finished up on a peak inside of a cave. And I'm going to get up there by smartly using the abilities I have thus far for this dragon to do it. And that's interesting as a as a mechanic. I think I don't know. That's, and like it's I guess my good. question. I have a question about quest lines too. Are you like? 
in a lot of zones, you're like, okay, here's the hub. Do like Borean Tundra, do the quest. Then I go to this other area a little deeper into the continent at the hub, do the quests, find a little side quest. Is it less linear, like through the continent? Because you can just fly everywhere all the time, or do you still find you're sort of progressing? You're still progressing, but way? also what, something that changed in Shadowlands and is still here now is the there's a campaign. So there's campaign questing, and then there's all the other quests. Everything. So it used to be go clear out a bunch of quests, and really what determined whether you could move on was whether you were at level or not to do it. But now mm-hmm. you'll go into a place, and there's a special separate icon above somebody's head that looks a little more important, and you talk to that dude, and that's like your main story quest, and that will run through your whole ten level, you know, time in the okay. in the zones. But you also, when you're in those camps doing that, have a ton of dudes with just stuff over their heads and you're just doing quests because they're there. They're, I guess oh, they're side quests. It's more MSQ-y, I guess. Yes. I think you're still generally needing to do side quests. You need to do... So you can do... So here's what I learned. If you stick strictly to the campaign quest line, you can get to, to, the, fi- to the end of that initial story... And almost level 70, you're about a hair away from the max if you do it that way. If you do a bunch of side quests, you will over-level and you'll hit 70 before you finish the, the campaign. That's okay either way. Um, it's not a problem. doesn't feel bad or anything. But what I've also learned is every single side quest in the game is heavily... Um, packed with this XP, this other form of XP. It's kind of like rep. Well, it is rep, but it's a, it's a little bit different the way it's handled. Um, and those are all really important to do. Plus, there's some really fun ones. But you don't need to do those to progress that story or hit level 70. But you do want to kind of go back and do them because they open up other stuff, including like different looks to your dragon, lots of cosmetics this time. There's a bunch of that stuff in there. Um I really like it so far. It just I feels like there's a ton of shit to do. Pulling the trigger over the holidays, but didn't end up doing it. Well, you played a lot of other games. It looks like so you had a lot well, going on. Yeah, that's not even the whole list. I just wanted to keep it short. I've played a ton. I tried. We'll talk about it when I get to my section. But I really tried to channel my inner Scott. Oh, jeez! Play games the way you play. I did the same thing things. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah my list could have probably had five or six other things on here <laughs> if I counted like two to five minutes playing a thing i'm slowly becoming you you're slowly becoming me that's what's happening speaking of me or you john let's talk about your list you played callista protocol and i really 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 want this game to be great so tell me it's great and if it's not why (laughs) uh well i didn't have a great experience with it because the game would fluctuate between moving uh at a really great frame rate smooth looks amazing looks incredible to all of a sudden hitching so bad it was unplayable. Um, Literally unplayable at times because uh, it does a lot of like, you're getting attacked, press Y a bunch of times. And the frame rate would suddenly stutter down and it would get to a level to where it wouldn't register my button commands for the quick time events and I'd get killed. Um, So I would actually die from how bad the frame rate had be had become um now you told me that it's running better you think on uh consoles i played on pc i fired I just, it up there the series x played played real well in the beginning but i didn't go very far so i don't i can't tell you and and know. that's the thing is like when this was playing well for me it was playing incredibly well like consistent frame rate no stuttering no issues 
But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it would just turn into a slideshow for me. And sometimes it would be like, oh, something big was happening. But sometimes it'd just be walking down a hallway uh, or, you know, going back through a room I'd already been through. Um, the game has kind of been notorious for having technical issues, but a patch has come out. They, I guess they initially tried to blame it on a wrong version being released, which may be true, but they have since patched the game, and I'm still seeing plenty of reports of technical issues with it. Mm. So I, I don't think it's just that. Um, overall, the game is uh, pretty good. I was having a good time with it when I could play it. Um, there are definitely some criticisms that I've heard of the game, which is they are very into this melee combat dodge system, which the idea is basically that if an enemy is coming towards you and you hold left or right on the movement pad, you will automatically dodge an attack coming at you. Mm. And then if you think there's going to be a follow-up and you hold the opposite direction, you will automatically dodge the next attack. It doesn't use any timing windows or anything like that, so it, it creates these kind of cinematic fights of dodging back and forth. Um, what I've heard as a criticism is that it gets old kind of quick, and I can I can attest to that. I'm not super far into the game, and the, okay, let me hold left, okay, I think this guy's going to do a one-two combo all the time, so let me also hold right, and now let me jam the attack button... Like, you can tell they're trying new things, and I think that's important, I think that's good. I don't know if it has found a sweet spot. It certainly isn't more fun than shooting the limbs off of creatures in dead space. This isn't as fulfilling as that, because it kind of, what it ends up feeling like is dodge, dodge, spam, hit, and then they do a thing, like, you don't really, you get guns in the game, but I have found guns are more effective to use almost like a quick time event. So what it is is if you get your full melee combo off, a little targeting reticle will appear over the enemy and you can press the trigger to quickly pull out a gun and hit like a bullseye on that target. That's mostly what guns have been relegated to, which feels a little backwards. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I understand wanting to go for a melee focus, but if you don't nail that, that's... That's not going to feel good long term. So they've got a lot of powers. Um, They're not really powers in the traditional sense. You get like this futuristic warden tool that lets you kind of use telekinetics to a degree um, to to lift things and throw things. And I I didn't find the game particularly scary. Like I I don't think I had a genuine like jump scare, really tense moment through my time with it. They certainly try. Um, but it, for whatever reason, it just didn't register as, as all that scary. But I was intrigued by the story graphically when it's working. It's beautiful. Like, it, it's really a good-looking game. Um, but the the gameplay and the monster design is kind of in the middle for me. Mm. Um, you know, if people come back and say, like, oh, yeah, the PC version of this is, is looking great and working great now, uh, I would definitely quickly reinstall it i got mad at it and i uninstalled it because scott was like hey try turning rtx off and see if you have problems like scott it's too late i got mad i uninstalled the game i'm not <laughs> reinstalling it it's it's off yeah um but that's, that's kind of rough news to hear because i was interested in this one but tepid initial release mm-hmm. kind of made me want to wait yeah 
and then now John's saying this, and it's like, mm. I mean, performance stuff maybe can get worked out over time. I'm more worried about the dodge stuff you're talking about getting old, um, or the combat not being great because these games rely on that stuff being either really tense and awkward and therefore great, or just great in general. And what you said doesn't give me a lot of hope in that. I mean, I'm looking right here. The PS5 play, the P- and the, the Series X play is reportedly by everybody I've talked to really smooth and no issues. So I would probably play it there, yeah, uh, or wait for a PC patch. But I'm, I, I guess I'm, I guess my worry is more fundamental. If if the fun isn't there long term and what you're doing minute to minute, then maybe maybe there's a problem. I will I mean, say this: I'm I'm going off of what other people said when I say that there's a criticism about the gameplay and enemy variety is another big thing where they say there's not a a good chunk of enemy variety. Um, and hearing the complaints based on the several hours I've put into the game, I can understand it as a criticism. I was not there yet. I was still finding combat fun by the time I checked out. But if the entire game is nothing but that, and that doesn't radically evolve beyond that, I can see why that would be a criticism for people. Yeah. Because it does get a little bit... A little bit tired to every time an enemy runs at you, you go, okay, hold left, okay, hold right, okay, hit him. Does it make you okay, more or him. less excited for the Dead Space remake? It's made me more because I'm like, oh, now we're going to get back to it. Now this, <laughs> this yeah. is what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. Dead Space uh, remake is in three weeks. Is it really? For, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Release is uh, like 28th, I think, or 23rd. Oh, that's sooner than I thought. And um, I'm just on the site now. Actually, I'm looking like, yeah, I'm looking at these side by sides because it's a remake of the first one. So they actually have these like sliders where you can pull the old image over the new image, mm-hmm. and the upgrade like the fidelity does look way cooler. I'll it bet. Looks pretty. I'll bet. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I guess that was the whole deal with Callisto Protocol, where it's like it's the guys that made you know made the original Dead Space. Like, what kind of pedigree is going on here? It must be good, but. No. I think it's just like the bugginess. I'm like, well, you can wait for a game to iron that shit out, right? I'm right. not so needing to play this game. And if Dead Space comes out, just sort of takes over my attention. I, I don't know. You yeah. know. Is, have, you yeah. met, uh, have you met Kiriko yet or whatever character she plays here? The I like that actress. She's from The Boys. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think maybe I have. Uh, not really done a whole lot. Um, the, the premise of the start of the game is you're, uh, you're like a merchant pilot or a shipping pilot and you've visited a prison world to do a delivery and on your way away from the prison planet, you get boarded in space and a fight ensues and you end up crashing on the prison planet and they, even though you should be, you know, patched up and helped out, they just arrest you. And they just throw you in jail. Oh, um, for not very nice. Why? Like yeah. that's part of the that's part of the mystery of it. Hmm. Um, and it, the story was intriguing. Like, there's a lot there that's that's good, but I not so much that I'm willing to either buy it on a different console just to get it to work, or you know, struggle through the, the technical issues that I've been having. So I'll revisit it if I hear that it got a, a nice big performance patch 
I don't know if they're going to really put that level of effort into it. I don't know how well this is doing. I think I saw that it already got discounted during the Steam sale, which is not always a great indicator yeah. uh, when your brand new game is already getting knocked down. But uh, you never know. So um, I think the game, I think the game is okay. But I think you know maybe approach it with caution, uh, depending on. Yeah, it's still how you mixed. feel about these games. Yeah. It's still mixed on um on Steam. on Steam. It's like a widespread issue, the stuttering. I've I think I saw it called the stuttering protocol or something like that. Oh, well, man. Yeah. It's it's bad. And I I told Scott this, I said like it's worse than Cyberpunk because at least Cyberpunk was like predictably bad. It was like, okay. I know that this is going to go bad because I know this is asking my computer to do things it's not supposed to be doing. The issue is that, like, when 90% of the game is playing super smooth and no problem, that other 10% running like your machine's going to explode is uh, is insane. And they do so much quick-timey business uh, that it just it gets you killed. It's like the game is still running in the background, and it's you're no longer having any input. And that's that's another thing that is kind of strange about it because it's one thing if it's lag and the whole thing is lagging. It's another thing where it's like the game kept playing while your screen just wasn't showing you anything, which oh, is what wow. it comes across as. That's not so, never good. No. It's it's weird, but I'll check back in uh, maybe. If things get patched up and let you all know. Uh, so that was the Callisto protocol. There you go. Not to be confused with the Callista protocol, which is uh, Harrison Ford marrying uh, Callista Flockhart and moving to Wyoming. Yeah. All right. And then the Callista protocol, what does he do when he gets home too late from hanging out with his buddies? That's right. And she says, Harry. And he says, don't call me that. You belong Callista in a museum. Murray? He'll say. I'm sorry, Callista. I crashed on that. Yeah. <laughs> Now, you played a thing that I wanted to play and haven't picked up yet, but I'm super curious about it, and that is the Atari 50, the 50th anniversary celebration thing, which is like a part history lesson, part game revisit thing. So explain yeah, that. Yeah, Scott, you're going to love the shit out of this game. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just tell you. Yeah. Uh, Atari 50, the anniversary celebration. I assumed, based on the title when this game came out, that it was just going to be a collection of old Atari games because Atari doesn't really make that much new stuff anymore, so they're kind of getting by on the remember when Atari made <laughs> relevant video games. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what I assumed it was. This is not that. This is like an interactive textbook documentary video game combination. Yeah. You load it up, they throw you on a timeline, you start making your way through the timeline, and they just start showing all the assets they have over that thing. Here's a blurb about the start of the company. Here's a picture of a business card from somebody. Here's a picture of a napkin where this got drawn. Here's a video about how we found um, the very first arcade machine ever built, like a ton of them, in a sunflower seed farm out in California somewhere. And... Then all of a sudden it'll be like, and here's Pong and you just press a button and you can play Pong. Um, then there are certain games that they have actually remastered and they've hired. It's not just like, oh, we, we updated the graphics. Like they, they had, you know, independent um, game companies 
come through and actually do a modern take on certain games that are in there. And then there are certain games in there that are emulated. So like you can play, I think, I don't remember if it's called Deluxe or just Redone or Modernized or whatever, but like Breakout is one of them. And you can play a modern take on that full widescreen, full color, full range of everything. But you can also play the original if you want to play just an emulated version of it. Can you switch back and, and forth in real time or is it not one of those games? No, they are sep- they're considered separate games. In okay. fact, they even log them as such where they, it, when it's talking about the history of these games, mm-hmm. it full-on says, like, released in 2022 or, mm-hmm. um, okay. you know, this is, this is a game by these people um, that pays homage to the original game and uh goes through just all the all the early days of atari i haven't gone through the entire thing so i'm not 100 percent sure where it ends i think it ends with jaguar um, right i think i think so based on the timeline um unless there's like a weird surprise when you get to the end but, i know they have that weird cart um, game in there They're, they had a like a mario kart ripoff for the jaguar that was really weird but i know that's in there so if it doesn't end there maybe it ends with other arcade stuff because some of these are console some of this is arcade stuff right yeah 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 so it it is cool and it makes you want to go through in the order of the timeline and and actually see how this all evolved and get the full story and it's not just about like i want to open it and play et like it's not just it's not just that it's like it wants you want you go in and you want to see the story you want to see how it got there and they don't shy away from it either. There's literally a video in there, and it's called "What Was Drug Use in Atari?" Like, <laughs> and it's interviews with all the people who work there talking about how good or bad or non-existent or extremely prevalent drug use was at Atari back in the day. And it it doesn't pull its punches, so it's. Uh, it's such a cool. Doesn't thing. it? It, like it leans inter- into interactive even like oh, documentary and museum exhibit kind of. Kind of, yeah, right. Yeah, a lot like that. And I mean, they it's like here's a picture, and you zoom in, look around, and you know, here's what the here's what the cabinet art looked like. Here's what the flyer that we sent to arcades to try and get them to buy these things um, looked like. And it's just wild. Some of the stuff that's in there is just insane. Yeah. Um. Things like when they were trying to sell Pong, they include the flyer that they would give to, you know, a bar or wherever they were trying to get a Pong machine placed. And the flyer says things like, I'm sure they thought this was true, but like realistic ball and racket sound effects. And I was like, that is not what a ball and racket sound like at all. But it's right there on the flyer trying to sell Pong. Um, it's crazy. It's, it's just a neat thing. And I don't think you have to be nostalgic for Atari to care about this. Cause Atari was before me. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton of nostalgia for Atari games cause I didn't play very many of them. Um, but from a perspective of, you know, somebody who just enjoys video games and, and likes video gaming and seeing where it came from. Like, it's fascinating. Yeah, I, I do, too. I love the history of it. I wasn't really a 2600 fan, but I loved the art. This is when the heyday of my dad's arcade days. So Asteroids, Missile Command, uh, Battlezone, um, Crystal Caverns, was it? Whatever it was. All of those games of that era, I love that stuff. So playing those asteroids deluxe i would 
I, I, I would probably spend most, if I'm talking about what I want to play the most, I'd spend most of my time in their arcade stuff. Probably very little in the 2600 uh, era or 5200 or any of that. But I'm interested in the history of all that. So I kind of want to just get, I think I just get this. This looks pretty rad. As it's a, good. you know, and I'm, I just, like I, I love that they went, you know, we could just do a collection of games or why don't we just really go to town and give this the history it deserves and all. I just think that makes this infinitely more valuable for the money. So that's cool. Now you made me want it. Nice job. Yes. You I sold me. So that was Atari 50, the anniversary. Collection. Tell me about Bendy and the Ink Machine. <laughs> I don't know why I bought Bendy and the Ink Machine. Uh, I think I was just looking for like a horror-esque game. Um, this is a, it's not exactly a horror game, but it's, it's certainly supposed to be a bit on the scary side. Uh, it's kind of like a weird, it's kind of in the vein of like Bioshock where it's like atmospheric, but there's a horror slant to it as well. Um, and the, the idea of this is you're going back through an old cartoon studio, uh, where just things are weird and mysterious, and uh, this game is is kind of cool. <laughs> like it didn't really scare me. I'll, actually, it did scare me more. I'll give it this: it scared me more than the Callisto Protocol. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> so oh, wow. congratulations to it for uh, doing a jump scare that actually got me. It's actually on the screen right now. Um, there's a there's a standee of the of the character Bendy. And sometimes it just pops out of places. And there was one where I just, I checked a door that I had already checked and it just slid out from the door and it, it made me jump. So officially scarier than the Callisto Protocol. This but art style is wild. I love this. It's re- It's got a really cool art style. It's kind, it's not the most compelling gameplay in the whole wide world. Like you can kind of tell this is an indie game. Yeah. Um, it's... Uh-oh. Uh, in the fact that like <laughs> you get an axe as like a way to defend yourself and it's just like one real generic choppy animation with it a lot of your time is just spent going from room to room looking for things to progress forward um but it's got a kind of interesting uh story it's definitely a cool universe to explore the art style is really really cool um and yeah, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with this. Um, I I got interested in it because a sequel to this game came out, mm. and I was like, it was getting really good reviews on uh, on Steam, and I was like, well, I never played the first one, but I did hear people talk about this, and uh, yeah, like it has all those qualities of like Bioshock, where it's just it kind of immerses you in this weird world, and it's very atmospheric. And interesting. It looks like it would scare so, me, but so did Callisto Protocol. I think you both. should play it. This would be a fun one for you to play because it would scare you, mm-hmm. and that's everybody wins when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we're all winners except me, really. At the end of that, although I guess we get views on Twitch. Uh, all right, nice. This is called Bendy and the Ink Machine. You play this on Steam, I assume. Yep. All right, nice. Now I'm so excited to hear you talk about this next one because I also played this, but a long time ago, and I think it may have mentioned it in passing on the show, but I keep meaning to go back to it it's on game pass also everywhere else what did you think of citizen sleeper citizen sleeper is a cool ass game yeah it It is um citizen sleeper is like a weird mix between 
Um, oh, what's the... We were literally just talking about it. Uh, the game Bo really likes. He's always trying to get you to play. Oh, Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium. It's like... Disco Elysium with some of the gameplay pulled out in favor of a visual novel. Um, it's a little more simplified in what you do, but it's there to tell a story. It tells it, it the writing isn't quite up to Disco Elysium standards, but that is a high ass bar. It's not far from it. Um, it tells a really interesting kind of cyberpunk dystopian story. And most of the gameplay is just navigating menus, but the the mechanics behind it are really, really compelling. Like, the idea is that you wake up every day and you roll dice, and depending on the condition of your body, depends on the amount of dice you get to roll, and the number on the dice depends on your success rate for various tasks that you want to do. So the number of dice determines the amount of tasks you have the ability to do in a day. The number on the dice will affect your success rate at doing those things. How's that bow? Is that getting you excited? You heard about this dice? There's some dice. Yep, dice are great. All right. And so it gives you a bunch of things to juggle. So one of the main primary, and it's introduced very early, so it's not really a spoiler, conceits is that... At some point, you must have sold your body to a corporation, and they gave you a mechanical body to work for them. Mm. Being an oppressed mechanical body person, you escaped, ran away, but because the company doesn't want their assets out there running around, there is an uh, injection or nutrient that they give their workers that if they leave, their bodies just start to decay so that their property is not out there functioning without their permission. So your body is in a constant state of decay. So you have to manage hunger, you have to manage energy, you have to manage your body, which is slowly eroding away, and you got to find a way to help deal with that. And then you also have to help various people that you might come across who then in turn can help you. And it's this kind of juggling act of, you know, wake up, start of a new day, how am I going to invest my dice, my time, my effort? Am I going to prioritize helping others? Am I going to just have to take care of myself? What are my goals? There's like cool things happening in the background. You know, there's a, a suggestion that the company has found a way to track you and is hunting you down. There's a whole hacking element and uh, a hunter demon inside the, the computer code that doesn't recognize that you as a user and wants to hunt you down as well. And so there's all these cool things to navigate and timers on things visually it's a bunch of menus it's a it's a more interesting visual novel but the story is cool and the decisions feel meaningful and interesting um mm. and i just really dug it i really dug what it was doing and i don't know i could have gotten lost in this like this could have turned into um not Age of Empires. Why can't I think of any game names today? I'm turning into Scott. Yeah, it's what's really going a on problem. That? It's really a problem. Weird. What's the game that we all play? It's by Firaxis, or is it? XCOM? No, nah, the one you just keep playing. One more turn. Civilization. Civilization, Civilization that's what? it. What? Are you? Somebody just reboot John. I John needs a reboot. Age of Empires, though. It's, you know, yeah. historical yeah. things. Sure. But uh, it, it's that same principle. Like, I just got lost in this game for a period of time where it's just like, you just go, I'll do one more cycle, one more yep. cycle, one more cycle. Yep. 
and it's it gets very addictive in that in that sense and the story's cool so i highly recommend it it's on game pass um so yep. it's pretty easy to check out if you're interested in it um again it's not going to be there if you like graphically interesting games it's mostly just text and occasional pictures when you meet new people they're pretty good the atmosphere but, though don't you think it felt yeah I, when i played it it felt like there was just a cool hum to everything it's all very cyberpunk, yeah you're on dystopic. a ship and you've got the engine hum behind <clears throat> you and you go to a you know you go to a salvage yard and you hear clanging and stuff like that it's it does a, a lot with a little yeah um that i think is is really good for it and yeah, Citizen Sleeper is cool. If you liked Disco Elysium, I think you will like Citizen Sleeper. Yeah, that's my that's recommendation. Cool. Bo, you like oh. good cyberpunky stories? You'd probably really like this one. Yeah, I mean, it hit my radar at some point. I don't know why. It just looked a little too text adventure. I guess I saw my wish list, so maybe I was waiting for a discount or something like that. I got a lot of games to play. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not. There's a lot of stuff shows up. It's good. It's just whether a piece of enticement hits where it's like, yeah, I got to buy it, which I, I have one of those games on my list. Uh, when we get to mine, but well, we're going to yeah, do, we're going to get to you now. on the wish list. So. Let's talk about you now. Uh, somebody here finished, uh, the, uh, midnight suns and it sounds like it was you. So, yeah. uh, I finished midnight suns. Don't have much to say about the game that I haven't already said, but it's complete. I have one achievement left to get. I don't know if I'll continue playing to get it. That's to get the full dark side. Uh, what would that take would, would that take 100%. a ton of ton of hours or what i'd either got to start a new game plus i tried to do it in my current save file after finishing the game and it was going really slow because <laughs> i don't have any more conversations so i can't really earn it outside of it would just have to be combat playing dark cards and i was like two points a match and 30 minutes a match. i'm like i can't I can't do this just for an achievement, but there's DLC coming. So I figure I'll stop playing and maybe I'll get that achievement. Well, oh, that makes sense to get back to it with DLC. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Oh, that sounds good. Tell yeah. me about Timberborn. I almost bought this came real yeah, close. Yeah. So this, I bought this on launch oh, and on geez. launch of the early access. It's an early access game. Um, because this was a banished like, that has overwhelmingly positive. So I have actually a link there to my gameplay. If, uh, yep, pull it up in the notes. Yeah. Um, it's a banished-like game that is essentially, you know, a, um, a settlement simulator, right? So you have a population. You got It's just like Farthest Frontier, a banished-like. You got to set them to work. Except this game has a unique theme: beavers. <laughs> uh, so instead of humans it's beavers and the, the lore as far as i understand of the game is that all the humans died but the beavers survived and the humans died because of the drought mm. so basically there's only green harvestable land where there's near water um that, so if you it's not shown right now but if you go farther out you can't grow crops there's no water it's unhealthy so part of what do beavers do? They channel water. So I haven't gotten to that stage of the game yet, but you can get dynamite and you can blow up and terraform the land to send the water where you need it to go to help with your settlement. The other mechanic that's unique to this is that there are drought, drought, droughts, 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 droughts. There are droughts. Drought. Drought is what okay. I believe what yep. you mean. Yeah, there are droughts. Is the, is the drought a separate thing or did you mean drought back then too? I think no, I meant that too. Like okay, so so, so there's, there's a drought and a drought. A drought is a 
drink. It's the same thing, right? Or is it two different things? I thought a draw draft. was a drink. No? Did I have that wrong? That's a draft. <laughs> yeah. I think I you're think. right. I've got it confused. I thought draught was like, oh, he can he drink the draught. No, that's not. <laughs> so a drought is when it's like dry and crusty and there's no water coming out of the sky. I just assumed there was a weird like. Is it drought know, or draught? Thing. It's drought. I chat? thought there was like a weird goopy thing Aren't like Zerg Creep the called thing? the draught. Well, something in the chat. Chat says drought is a draft. Dra- not drought. Draught is a draft. <laughs> so I think my drink was right. I was right about it being a drink. I think. I don't know. I'm, I don't know either. Anyways, uh, it gets dry. <laughs> it gets dry. It gets arid and dry. And um, what ends up happening is that periodically the whole the whole scenario will get dry and the water will run out. And then so your settlement will be crusty. The trees that you need to cut uh, die. Your plant, your farm plants will wither out. And there's no water, and you, you need water and food for your beavers. So you've got to, like, store up <laughs> to survive those. And then the water comes back to survive the dr- draughts. Droughts. <laughs> Dr- droughts. <laughs> or draughts. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, and then there's cool beaver-specific things. Like, your beaver can break their teeth. And then there's some um, be- beaver. Fuck, I can't say anything. A beaver <laughs> sharpening station where they'll sit and they'll be like sharpening their teeth on the little thing, and it's adorable. Um, <laughs> I love this game. I cannot. I'm probably going to play it tonight. It's great. It's so, Spanish style game. My favorite type, and it's beavers. Let me uh, ask you this: Does, the, does the beaver motif? Does that? F- f- how am I put this? You can take it seriously. Like it doesn't feel too goofball and weird. And uh, it's meant to be goofball, but it's also serious. It hits the notes right. Like you can get robot beavers. Like there's tech trees, and you end up with robot beavers, and they produce oil. And there's you make paper, and out of paper you make explosives. Like there's a silliness to it, but you there's an end state where you can just die if you don't take care of your population. So it's like okay. it's a serious game, but it's pretty. You know, pretty forgiving, pretty casual so far, and it's friendly. I like it. It's didn't it's I yeah. when I was looking at this game because it's on my wish list. Isn't there like beavers, like metal beavers? Isn't there like a faction? Like uh, so that's the other thing. Yeah, they're you're different factions. So they're iron beavers, but I can't play them yet because I have to play with the <laughs> regular beavers. Yeah. And get their happiness up to fifteen, and then I unlock another faction to to play. To like, and they have like faction specific buildings. I don't know what that's about yet because I haven't. Well, they probably have advantages, minuses, and pluses, right? Like, I haven't made the default beavers happy. But I'm so glad that that was actually a thing because I couldn't get over how dumb I <laughs> sounded in my own head as I was like, "Aren't there metal beavers? The iron beavers, you know." Yeah, it's, it's like a faction. Like I don't think they're actually made of iron. They're just they have gray fur. They're like it's like a different type of dwarf or elf, like a drow. Okay. Oh wait, <laughs> is that a draw or yeah. a drow? I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I think it's drow, but I he's think a, he was a draw. Most of my life, I called them drow, and then I there's some nerd rant by somebody who's saying it's not drow. It's it's, it's drow. Not drow. It's dro. And I'm oh. like, okay, well, I thought it was drow, not drow. It's dro. <laughs> Oh, wait, maybe no, it's, it's reverse. <laughs> no, because uh, Skyrim has drows in it. And I thought it, they've said it. They come out and go, hello, 
It's don't a drow and Skyrim. It's Those drow. Are you can't it, have Draugr. a show on Netflix. Oh, Draugr is what I'm thinking of. Draugr. I'm thinking about Draugr. 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 Yeah, 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 I think sorry. it's actually Draugr or Draugr. No, Draugr. <laughs> Draugr or Draugr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce anything anymore. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. That's amazing it's, it's how far dr- we can drow. Think I'm pretty sure it's Drow. I, I, I reversed myself. It's Drow, not Drow. <laughs> there are nerds losing it. Well, one we got a few in the chat. Yeah, Chadwick was popping off right now. Yeah. Anyway, that's great. <laughs> um, yeah, and this draw. It's funny how close Drow and and Drow are to drought and drought. Like it's kind of all part of the same theme. It's, yeah. it's funny. <laughs> Anyways, Timberborn's effing great. I like this game. If you like Banish, like settlements uh, things like farthest frontier that i recommended earlier um timberborn is worth the money uh run don't walk it's good. still uh, uh like an uh, overwhelmingly positive i think right people love uh, this i think i'll launch it no i think it's just that sitting at very positive oh, now okay. i don't know what changed some people probably went uh, beavers or something yeah <laughs> it's uh, beavers it's all it takes uh, you see a couple of guys with um, a big red unfr- uh, refunded on there, and they say "Ugg Beavers," and then they screw yeah, up the score I don't for everybody. Play a game with Ugg Beavers. I only yeah. like pretty beavers in the game. Uh, chat room, by the way, is debating now whether it's bow or bow. <laughs> see, this is the natural conclusion. Now we got to actually, go. Mrs. Biao Schwartz. The number of people who don't speak English very well who see my name and call me like a telemarketer. It's like, is Biao there? Really? Like, people have said Biao. Weird cat. Yeah, meow. and they think it's a girl's name too. So I'll get Mrs. Biao, and I'm like, no, this yeah, is I'm like here. those emails I get that say, <laughs> yeah. I get I get emails that say, hey, we really like Core colon Core Games for Core Gamers. It's a great podcast. This Core for Core Gamer, like they repeat the entire it- long form yeah. version yeah. of the thing. Well, it's yeah. Thanks a lot. They're, that's junk mail. Yeah. And that was a Core or Core yeah, Core <laughs> Core <laughs> son of a Core. <laughs> Um, anyways, uh, the next game was a hilarious purchase. So we talk about games that we feel like we should play or buy and don't forever. Yeah. To me, Hitman was one of those games. Mm. Hitman looks, you know, like a lot of fun. And then like one came out, like the remake of one came out. Like I've missed all of them. Never played a Hitman. Mm-hmm. The, uh, 101 studios, I guess, made like Hitman, uh, the new gen one and Hitman two, then Hitman three. Well, um, great games. I, you check out the Steam. So I never bought them. But then, well, the Steam Awards, you see how it's grayed out? It's because of stupid HDR, by the way. Oh, that's oh, um, okay. So yeah. now I'm seeing. And you got to keep this on for a little while. This is my first assassination. I keep trying to hide the bodies, and more guards keep coming, and the bodies keep piling up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like my- Hitman. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So the reason I picked this up was the Steam Awards came out, and nothing about the Steam Awards was a shocker to me, except best VR game, Hitman 3. Mm. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I didn't even know this had VR. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I got to play the VR game of the year. <laughs> so I bought it. And finally, I'm like, I got to buy it. So I'm playing this in VR. Um so I got to say, first of all, don't believe the hype. It is fun in VR, but it, it, this should not have won VR Game of the Year. I'm sorry. Uh, I think this was a meme pick. Mm. Um, this is the problem. It's all uh, audience votes. Because so, all the yeah. interactables are press B, like press right grip to pick it up. Like the only thing you really do is drag bodies, which is fun. And you can strangle people. But the, it has this weird sort of thing where it makes you put your inventory near your penis. 
you know, like, so I'm like, I'm streaming too. So I'm like, every time I'm trying to get my gun out and it just looks like I'm trying to like do something in my pants, especially when I'm crouched or whatever. It's yeah. kind of annoying. It's like real life. Cause I play sitting and they just assume you want to run a marathon, whatever you want to play VR. It's like, no, I want to sit down and play some VR, like make your games sittable, please. Um, but apart from that, it, I got to experience the joy of this game, which was like, I'm trying to hide bodies, as you see here. I think I killed like 30 different people, and it didn't it didn't matter. I, this this video is so long, you might even want to skip ahead because it's I spent so much time trying to figure out how to get them to undetect me. Um, oh my but gosh, they're piling is, up! Holy crap, you have a lot of I, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, see what I mean? Like, I, at one point, I'm laughing my ass off. I look and I'm like, I've got 50 bodies now that I'm trying to throw off the side of the building. Keep in mind, throwing bodies off the side of a skyscraper is a stupid way to conceal bodies in the first place. <laughs> like, they're all flying down the side of the building. Yeah. And so I'm trying to quickly do this, but I'm having a hard time dragging them. The dragging's not great. This is not. I, if you have tw on sale twenty bucks to burn for the novelty, like go ahead and do it. But I'm I, the fact that this one VR game of the year award is like a troll. So just I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, I think it's because we don't. Yeah, yeah. You've shot more people in this <laughs> clip of you playing oh Hitman than I have in the history of playing the Hitman yeah, franchise. Yeah, I know, look at all like they trickle in one by one. They're like, I thought I heard a gunshot out here, and they walk out to see like fifty dead men. Yeah, dude. To no, this is I've played one through three the third person standard games. I never killed this many people in all three of those games. Combined. No, I hit them in the head with cans. Like yeah. that's it. That's great. That is I didn't give up, great. though. I actually managed to get them all off the side of the building. So eventually it happened. And you know how this all started? I was with my Mark, and I just went to go get, like, I accidentally... So something that happens in this game is you accidentally take things out of your inventory. Yeah. Because it's, like, in your belly. And then people go... <laughs> Oh, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm, I just got an apple in my hand, man. Like, what are you freaking out for? Like, they kind of freak out over everything. Yeah. And then so the guy freaked out and he's like, wait a minute, who are you? And I'm like, better shoot him. So I go into my inventory, get my gun and shoot him and it makes noise. Yeah. And then and then one by one, guards are coming in to be like, what's that noise going on out there? Crime in progress. And then yeah. <laughs> eventually I figured out the best yeah. way to knock people off buildings is not to grab them, but to spank them. Yeah, see, yeah, I can see you waving your hand at yeah. him. Like, so I spanked the body. See, like I just give like a little tuk tuk tuk, and eventually I slapped them off the building, and that was more effective. So there's a big learning curve. <laughs> a lot of jank. Also, I think it's crazy that you're on a on a building. This looks like you're on an airship. Yeah, like a well, it's a really tall skyscraper for really rich people. Yeah. yeah, they're like so rich Saudi they ignore Arabia dead bodies like down at the base of it that have been falling there all day. They're just yeah, yeah, that's part of the fun part is like, I was originally just going to throw my mark off the side of the building. Oh, I grabbed his clothes. You did. You yanked that dude's clothes off. And then yeah. Oh, and just, just a note, the guys in this game are pretty hairy. Like when you take their clothes off in VR, you're like, oh shit, this is... He also had his shoulder. hand his hand clipped through his chode, so when you tossed him off the edge, you had a hand hanging out of his butt. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah. And what Anyways, are you even hiding them for at this point, honestly? Like, it's just so much work. It's like at everybody's this point, dead. It's the yeah. principle of the thing. <laughs> it's just, I started it. I'm going to finish. That's great. And it's funny because I'm about to die. Like, I'll go upstairs shortly and they'll be like, what are you doing here? And I'll kill me. Like, 50 people kill me. And I'm like, I quit. That's great. Um, I love that that's your first taste of Hitman. That makes. That's made yeah. my day. I gotta say, I kind of like I enjoyed what I played of it. So you know, I just don't really super recommend it as a VR game, but I'm glad that it inspired me to finally purchase some Hitman because it's definitely a game hasn't made me laugh like that in a long time. Like That's it's definitely like Hitman. Yeah, it's there's very few games that are comedy gold, and I was legitimately just going back. <laughs> Look at all the bodies. <laughs> like it was just so funny to me. Um, Did yeah. it? Where the the enemies seem to respond more slowly than I'm used to in Hitman. They're always like, if they see me, I'm dead. Yeah, it might be. Well, that happened in other parts. I think I just found like a kind of dead zone. Mm. Where I was able to make a bit of noise, but they were still trickling in one by one to be like, hey, you can't, what are you doing? Put your hands up. And I'd be like, okay, get my gun. (laughs) Shoot them in the head. They don't react very quickly. Like they have a gun trained on me. They see me reach into my pants, pull out a gun, and I shoot them in the face. And I'm like, these guards suck. They're bad guards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you should try the, the actual like third person hitman. I think you. That is a game series I'm kind of surprised you've never played because that seems like a very bow game. Oh, hell yeah. Which one? Just the, the just good old-fashioned Hitman 1, 2, and 3, no VR. Just they're like about the to, uh, I heard, I they're about so. to combine them into one game now. Like, it's just going to be one, all, all oh, of those yeah, games I heard are going to be one, and it's just going to be a, an yeah, ongoing supported thing. Yeah, and they got yeah like it's, a in new... there. it's in there right now. You can buy one and two in the client or on Steam. Like, that is... Well, they do let you, but I, I guess they're going to re-release it as, like, one big massive package, and then there's also... Yeah, a, they uh, just put it out. The, the chat just put a link. All Hitman games are getting fused into one mega murder sim, is the article. And isn't there, okay. there's a, isn't there like, some kind of weird uh, roguelike thing coming with with it uh that's there was a bunch of stuff in the menus like it's very not confusing but there was a lot like it's kind of overwhelming to navigate the menus in vr because i'm like just take me to the campaign but yeah i think so oh look at this so here's the deal this is great anyone who owns hitman 3 by january 26 will automatically get hitman 1 2 1 and 2 stuff will just be there uh, if you pre- whether you had them or before oh, or not, so if you oh, had them, so good. So I shouldn't buy the DLCs. Then I should just sit on it. Just yeah, buy I would. Hitman Three, if you, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so I bought Hitman Three. Like it's not oh, Hitman perfect. VR. It's Hitman. Hitman Three has VR. Like you can just flip VR on. They didn't it. sell oh, it as a, awesome. Like you know, Skyrim's like buy Skyrim again, or Bethesda's like buy Skyrim again, and even Borderlands Two. They're like bunch of buy Borderlands Two again instead of just adding the option in the game for free uh, being. And so I feel like the Hitman people are kind of being good guys here mm-hmm. and just implementing native VR support in their game. So yeah, I have Hitman three. So it means I'm getting one and two for free, I guess. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. Very cool. That's it's very cool. such a good, good series. All three of them are so I agree. Good. Do you think they're still making a bond game? That team. Uh, it was their net. Well, they were. I don't know if that, that changed. Just seems so like it doesn't seem to gel too cla- with Hitman. It's too classy. <laughs> Hitman, <laughs> Hitman is too goofy. Like Hitman's about throwing soup at people's heads. I found a <laughs> cannabis joint at one point in a plant holder. Like I just sort of looked in. I was like, "What's in there?" Pick it up, and it's like there's weed. And yeah. I'm like, "What? Do, I don't know what I do with it." But 
Oh, other good news? If you don't already own Hitman. Oh, no. It was on sale. It's not now. <laughs> if you don't own Hitman, it's free for everyone. Hitman 3 was 65% off, but as of today, it's back to normal price. Yeah, I got it on sale because it was the Steam. They were they had all those games on sale. Like Star Wars was one of those Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker Saga Incorporated was also um, on sale because it won an award for best casual, like sit on the couch and play kind of game. Yeah. It's very good. Um, yeah. So, anyways, I'm proud that I finally got to play Hitman. I just always looked at that game and never bought it. That's great. And I had a good time. I love how you did it and that you're going to get all of it now because you bought three and didn't know you were going to get it all. Yeah. That's great. And I'll probably play some more of it because I actually genuinely found it funny to play. <laughs> I was like laughing. Yeah. That's good. Um, in the last game, uh, the From Software fans will be happy to report uh, that I. Finally tried Sekiro. Oh, Sekiro. Is it Sekiro? 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 You only die once or um, something. How's, how's the... Yeah, you, only, you, you only die twice. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I died um, a lot more than twice. I gotta I say, can... I played a little bit of it. This game is freaking awesome. <laughs> it's so cool. Did this happen for yeah. you? Right here? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Okay. Not yet. I have, No, I'm just in the beginning. Um, but the opening cinematic... Uh, it's not silent and weird. It's still weird, but not like Elden Ring. It's very. It feels very much like you're watching like a samurai, a weird Japanese samurai movie. Uh, but the characters are pretty silent. It is awesome. Like it is so badass. Um, just the cinema of it, the way the cutscenes unfold, and so far the mechanics, the mechanics are interesting. Uh, I haven't really delved too deeply in it, but it's not like an RPG thing like the F- Dark Souls and um, Elden Ring games, seem. it seems to me. It's more of a just standard, uh, you know, dodge timing combat kind of game. But it seems like the system's pretty deep because there's dodge and dodge counters, and then there's block and block counters, there's parrying. And it makes each sword fight feel like a standoff between two guys with swords. And then it's, it's a challenge. Like each sort of little encounter is a bit of a challenge. Of course, it has all the staples of From Software games. Like if you're at a save point, it respawns all the enemies in the world. And there are, there is a sense of getting, you know, runes to, to level up your dude. There are ways to progress your character, but, um, uh, it's man, it's pretty cool. I actually kind of looking forward to getting back to it because the way it handles the sword fighting is really neat. Um, intrigued and is like, I'm bad at it. And it, it hits that part of my brain where it's like, I want to get better at sword fighting in this game, you mm. know? Mm. And, uh, it, it's, it's sort of a weird, I just kind of want to see where the game's going to go. It doesn't really have a story apart from the typical Ronin samurai sort of, or your shinobi, I guess in this, um, but you serve, you're an orphan of a battlefield and you, some, a master takes you in and makes you his father, I think. And then you both serve to protect some sort of Lord or person. I don't know what the story is. And then someone defeats you and you lose kind of you lose your honor because you're defeated in battle and that your goal is to recover this little young man who you're supposed to be their protector. Mm. And that's, you know, that's about as much as I know, but it's like all samurai style. It's cool. I'm digging it. I'm sure it's going to be weird, but, um, so far I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. The, uh, 
this also won. So the Game Awards gave this best game of the year the year it came out. So they've had a yeah, good run there over yeah. from for the next little bit. Uh, I mean, I've only played. I guess so. I did. So I did this thing. So I have like eighty games in my backlog that I had bought and haven't played. So I was trying to pull a Scott or trying to channel you. I was doing some streams and I'd be like, I'm going to play 30 minutes of each game. Yeah. Whether or not I'm just going to play 30 minutes, I'm going to load it up. And at the 30 minute mark, I'm going to turn it off. If I'm having fun, maybe we'll make it an hour and it's on to the next game. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll get, come back to this for a little bit. Cause I still have 70 or nine or so games left to do this on. Oh my Lord. I'm kind of committed to trying as many games that I've paid for as possible, even if just for 30 minutes. Um, so we'll see where this ends up at the end, but I really liked Sekiro. Nice. Well, there you and go. Those I, are the games. And that gives me play. a last mention. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail about it, but you did play this game against the storm. Oh, I yeah, also yeah, yeah. gave that a try and I liked it. I played through for the first completion and I get what you mean by it's the initial part of building a town right. in one of those city simulators and then just moving on. And right. I liked it. I had, I had a good time playing it's, through the first mission. It's a cool game. They liked it. I, I do like that part of it where it's like, hey, you know that part of the building games you like? At least to a lot of players. Some players like the long tail, but I, I well, really it's, like it's that. It's a simpler stuff. focus time and not like I have all these decisions, right? Like, oh, what do I do? It's going to take me two hours to figure things out. Yeah. Have you, have you fought this big white yeti looking thing in securo yet look at this video oh my gosh no i all i've done was fight jobbers i haven't fought anything epic like what you're showing oh me my there, lord but. look at this guy and you, th- yeah. you just grappled his face and now oh, i don't think i could play this game it's, it's so good though it's so good it's challenging but it's i'm intrigued like i'm definitely gonna get back to it now that i gave it a start and i think the reason why i really wanted to play it was um i've been away from elden ring long enough that i'm starting to be like I kind of want to play Elden Ring again, you know, like mm-hmm. I think with the game of the year and I'm like, why don't I try another from software game? So I had like Sekiro was purchased for me by I think Omega nine X. Oh, nice. Him. He's a good guy. And, um, and, uh, you know, I wanted to get to it. Death stranding is coming up soon. So nice. All right. I kind of, I need Anyways. to be checking the stream of your nonstop try over game you've ever bought stream. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back from this break, we're going to do a dear Martha. And we got a little bit more news we're going to run through, an email or two, all that stuff and more. So come back in just a moment. We'll be right back. Oh, you guys, look, we all like to eat, but do we all like to eat well? I know sometimes I fail at that, but I do much better since getting to know Factor. So this new year, you know, we're in January. You got new goals, new goals. And Factor's here to help you achieve Well, each and every one of them, especially those health-related ones, time-saving ones, maybe. So save that time. Have the energy you need to tackle everything on your to-do list with Factor's ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. Get Factor and not only skip the trip to the grocery store, skip that trip, but also skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleaning up, all that stuff. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat and enjoy. It's delicious, on-the-go solution, and they've got a deal for you. Get 60% off your first box when you head to Factor75.com slash Core60 and use the code Core60 at checkout. Man, I liked it all. I basically got a whole uh, delivery that was nothing but chicken options. I'm trying to, you know, reduce my red meat intake and all that kind of thing. All of them were good. 
I can't. I didn't even have a favorite. My favorite was all of it. Is that possible? It is with Factor. I'm telling you. They put so much work into it, so I didn't have to. Those registered dietitians and expert chefs work hand in hand to create meals that I can feel good about eating every day, and you can too, no matter what your lifestyle. Factor has meals to help you live to the very fullest with things like keto, uh, calorie smart, vegan plus veggie. How about protein plus meals? Well, these are on the menu every single week. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. With 34 chef prepared, dietitian approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. Oh man, quick bites, smoothies, juices, even more satisfying add-ons that are there as well. So, uh, get Factor and enjoy clean eating without all that hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh flavor-packed meals delivered straight to your door, ready in just two minutes. There really is no easier way or a better way to eat, in my opinion. I absolutely love these guys. Head to factor75.com slash core60 and use core60, that's the code, core60, to get 60% off your first box. That's code core60 at the website factor75.com slash core60 and get that 60% off. What are you waiting for? Go! We're back, everybody. Thank you for hanging in there while we took our little break. We're now going to dive directly into Dear Martha territory with a magazine I wish came to America. John, take it. A, you want to set this up at all? What are we What are we doing here? I think this magazine did come to America. Did it? I thought the anyway, mega, yes. mega thing was only Europe. I don't. I remember being frustrated young when I was younger that I couldn't get this here. But maybe maybe I have it wrong. I don't remember. Anyway. Anything else you want to say about it before I hit the music? No, let's just get into it. Here we go. My dearest Martha, today's magazine can barely even be called a magazine. I'm speaking about Mega Play, the ultimate all-Sega mini-magazine. Volume 1, Issue 0. That's right, Issue (laughs) 0. Just like a podcast, but in printed media form. But let's talk about Mega Play, the ultimate all-Sega mini-mag. Or as it will claim just eight issues later, Mega Play, the number one all-Sega magazine. Which, by the way, is a fact, if you believe everything that is printed on magazine covers. But this magazine was one of what would eventually become several system-specific spin-off magazines from EGM. And it's that detail that makes this issue zero, because this wasn't a standalone thing. It was a free insert inside of EGM number six. But the concept of a non-existent issue of something was too intriguing to ignore. To begin, let's just respect the uh, cover image for this magazine. That it is just a screenshot of Golden Axe, really blown up. (laughs) With scan lines on full display. No art, just a damn picture of a TV, I think. (laughs) The quality does improve inside the issue, though. Lots of maps and art. It's not Nintendo Power, but it's all pretty solid. The magazine generally loves everything they talk about, which probably doesn't surprise you to hear. The magazine itself is also pretty much an ad for itself, so there's not really any advertisements to share on this one. 
but I would hate to write you and not at least somewhat alienate audio-only listeners, so here is a picture of a karate man doing something. The Kmart version of the Mortal Kombat dragon and generic evil knights. Look at it. (laughs) Why is he kicking that way? (laughs) Anyway, it's a new year for you according to the science I use to determine when to send these letters. I look forward to bringing you more from the past into this brand new year. Yours in time, S. Beckett 90. (laughs) That was great. I thought that was something else. I'm thinking of a different magazine. There was a Sega-only thing that was in Europe, and I always wanted it. But this isn't it. I didn't know this was an insert. In fact, how did you even find this? I find all of this. I guess we'll give them a plug because we we talk about it enough. Uh, There is a website called uh, retromags.com yeah which is just a archive for all old retro magazines oh yeah and uh, you can go there there's a thing called databases they have strategy guide databases um magazine databases is where i typically start and uh, you can even see the region. That's how I knew this was in the United States, was because I, I picked from the United States magazines. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, okay. They're not all there. They're not all available. So, like, for example, you can uh, go and find Game Informers, and you can see all the covers, but they are not allowed to share those. So those are, have not been <clears throat> uploaded on any of those. Oh, okay. But uh, for a lot of these, that's why sometimes you'll see, you'll hear I do the same magazines over and over again. Some of them aren't allowed to be shared yet, and some of them are protected. This was, was a big deal recently because Nintendo Power allowed for all their magazines to be put up and oh, archived. So right. uh, it's really cool. If, if this segment is a thing you enjoy, retromags.com, you will get a lot out of it. Uh, nostalgia-wise. Interesting. So I noticed, so archive.org has pretty much all this there as well, but there's no organization to it. So this is really nice to be able to just dig in here and see issues based on collection, based on year, based on whatever. That's really cool. Oh my gosh, 2002 PC Gamer announced Unreal Tournament 2, which didn't happen. It was called (laughs) Unreal Tournament 2003. (laughs) Nice job, guys. Uh, I'm sure that's all the information they were given. Uh, here is some quick news that we, uh, have room to cover still. The PS5 shortage is basically over, says PlayStation boss. So I guess go get one. Everybody, they're out there now. I don't know if that means I can just go to Walmart and there's one laying there, but maybe. Uh, anyway, that's what they claim over at Sony. Uh, Square Enix CEO is possibly the only video game guy still stoked for NFTs. Like the, I like that you put this one in here, John. Uh, he still I mean, seems he, convinced. He is. The truth is most gaming companies are getting out of NFTs or saying they are not going to support them. Valve recently uh, clamped down on any video games that were uh, using NFTs. Um, but Square Enix CEO, last year he started the year off with, we think NFTs are the future, we're going to make a cloud toy and a Tifa toy, and it's going to have an NFT component. And everybody wondered, what's he going to say a year later? He's maybe not as excited, but he's still into it, and he's still doing it. Still so, going. You know, All right. Someone's got to hold that line. There he is. Uh, the Silent Two Hill remake developer said it will be faithful to the original. They're going to change some mechanics, but the story remains the same. Probably a good idea. There's some rickety stuff in that old game. 
Uh, GeForce Now added RTX 4080 support. So what that means basically is that uh, if you have GeForce Now, the racks, server racks they're using will have RTX 4080s in them instead of the 3080s they previously did. So they're upgrading essentially their infrastructure to provide even more fidelity for their streaming service. Can you play Callisto Protocol on them? <laughs> maybe yeah, maybe it's good on there. Question. I don't know. That's yeah. a good point. You could try. wouldn't hurt. And the free one, you just wait in line a little bit. Or I guess they don't turn on RTX and stuff, but whatever. Uh, price hikes across the board for gamers in 2023, predicts an analyst. That means that uh, if you don't like this jump to 70, got bad news for you. It's going to keep doing that. The most... Uh, 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 inflation resilient product in the history of the world is finally increasing their prices for good or ill. So there you go. 60 to 70 bucks. I, I think, you know, in general, the $70 has been a long time coming. Um, obviously, you know, you don't say the most inflation resistant for no reason, yeah. but um, that, that being said, I wish some of these, uh, you can keep charging more and more, but they have found other practices to get your money. And if the price is going to go up on one side, I would hope those practices go down on the other. But I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't think they're going to either. I, th- I think they're going to maybe take from both ends. I agree. Totally agree with that stance, which is unfortunate, but that is the way of things. Also this. That's a good question. Email time. Uh, talk to the court gmail.com. We got one here from Tim. Tim wrote in and said, Hey, Scott, John, and Bo. Kind of an obvious question, maybe, but I'd like to hear your opinion on the most recent Steam Awards. Bo, you mentioned them earlier. The specific yeah. choice that caused me to ask this question is the Labor of Love Award, which was granted to CP 2077 or Cyberpunk. Oh, there's a bit of controversy with this one. Yep. CP 2077 is getting review bombed. Oh, yeah. Of this. Big time. Uh, is that because of the Steam? Because yeah. I won this People thing. take issue with the fact that it won Labor of Love, and they're like, look, they just fixed what they were supposed to launch with. That's not Labor of Love. Here's the problem, <laughs> though. People voted for it, so... Well, yeah, you know. here's... The, so here... Well, I'll finish this email, and then I'll it's tell you the problem. Yeah. Uh, it says, the choice left a sour taste in my mouth this year as the game came out in, a, in an atrocious state, being unplayable uh, on previous-gen consoles, and I was... and Sorry, and was only turned into a minimum viable product for a $60 box price tag because player outrage happened and ridiculously high revenue from pre-orders. The other games in the category, like Project Zomboid, uh, having been in development for 10 years with a small player base, or No Man's Sky, releasing free DLC after DLC, felt more deserving. Uh, Please let us know your thoughts on this because uh, more than any year before, this left a sour taste in my mouth. Uh, What's the point of any category like this if it turns out to be a popularity contest? Love what you do, Tim. Here's the problem. It's literally a popularity contest this isn't steam or valve casting these votes this is players doing or it. even yeah. nominating for that right matter. exactly it's player nominated player voted and the steam awards are stupid and nobody should put any emphasis on them at all Absolutely. what the hell okay. does game of the year mean <laughs> for games like look at what wins game of the year. It's half the time it's not something that even came out that year. Yeah, that's It is an it. incredibly arbitrary and stupid thing and it is the reason why when you give the power to the general masses you usually get a stupid result. I so, I agree so with that, but Bo, about, counterpoint. The thing about these are they're kind of voting for what should go on sale. <laughs> so there is a there is a benefit to 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 us, you know, it 
Yeah, I agree. It's not. A c- I think it's awards are so fraught with so many problems because if they're official awards, you're being told, oh, we're looking at what has the greatest merit. But really, they're also looking to be like, what isn't really selling that we can convince people to buy or watch um, as well? So there's, there's a sort of cartel mentality with award shows, at least as it concerns entertainment products. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so I mean, most award shows are dumb, and you know, we uh, people were saying in the chat room at the start of the show they loved our coverage of the video game awards, and I got to tell you, we we weren't we weren't very flattering of those, and we've done them in the past, and pretty much not been flattering to most of the video game award shows, but we still enjoy the pageantry of it, and you know, if anything, having some pageantry around this is not a terrible thing it's no i kind of like the pageantry i just think i just think the way the steam award should be viewed uh which is why i would take issue with people doing review bombs because i understand their feelings but you're mad at the wrong people the first you're of mad all at yourselves you're mad at yourselves so, and you're also not shits. also you're the, mad the, at each other but the review bomb <laughs> so, a game and the expect the company to do anything they're going to do anything cd project red didn't ask to be nominated for this they didn't want anything to do with it they just made a game so, and screwed it up and then made it better and People voted and, you know. I think this is just where uh, debate perverts like to look at what what does labor of love mean, right? So, first of all, CP2077 probably should never have been launched on previous gen consoles. That was a mistake. Um, I just don't feel like even in an updated world, you're not, not getting as good of a product as it needs to be. Like, to me... I mean, it's fine that they did it, but probably wasn't probably wasn't a good idea. And to me, smelled like a kind of product where I should avoid the terrible version of the product when it's clearly like a next gen sort of tech pushing release. Like, sure, it's sure. not a great idea. Yeah, but people spent the money and had a product that wasn't working. So, understandably, if you were in that camp. Getting finally a playable product in the end, yeah, doesn't meet the requirements of labor of love, you know, like, yes, but, you know, it is, I don't know, are there ones more deserving? Probably, right? Like, oh, I, I can't really say they put a ton, <clears throat> if you stack it up against No Man's Sky or some other games, you know, like uh, even Dwarf Fortress might be considered a labor of love that finally launched on Steam this year. I'm, I imagine it might be up for nomination next year. Mm-hmm. It would seem like there are definitely better things to vote for. But yeah, but even then, it's as like John it's, says, it's it dipshits. You did vote for it, so yeah. argue amongst yourselves and don't review bomb the game. Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's arbitrary control. to begin with. So if you understand that, yeah. then you should just be blowing this off, and then maybe Valve would come up with a better plan, something this more is interesting. The trouble with reviews, people. Some people take it seriously and write reviews. Other people just treat it like a Reddit forum. <laughs> also, also, they're all it's all lost on them. This is what really bugs me. It's lost on them that their votes, maybe not the exact same people, but people voted arbitrarily for a thing that didn't really fit and won anyway and whoop-de-doo, it's all stupid. Then their reaction, people's reaction to that is to go rushing and review bomb a thing, which is also arbitrary and lame because that's supposed to be a place where you say, is the game good? Is the game bad? Here's what I thought. Here's what I didn't think. Instead... You're just review bombing it because of these other rewards. 
Like you're yeah. literally doing the same thing in a mirror universe. You're doing the same damn thing. It's so stupid to me. It's just a waste of time on both sides. So do not care about those awards is what I would say. It's my answer. Yeah. Well, so, so for Tim, he said it left a sour taste in his mouth this year. And I'm like, don't worry too much about it. Uh, Hitman 3 won best VR game, which is also a joke. <laughs> and, you know, it's just a bit of pageantry and for just, fun. Yeah. Put your yeah. investment in different awards. It's mainly to get sales. Like yeah. it, you should be voting for what you want to go on. <laughs> I think you can vote even if you don't own the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm yeah. honestly amazed. Here's what I will give the internet populace and the, as I said earlier, dipshits credit for. <laughs> I'm amazed that Sonic Frontiers didn't take it in every category. Me same. That was so memefied. I was sure it was going to happen, but I guess he couldn't. They couldn't all get together on that one. I mean, who knows if they pulled a you know <clears throat> editorial? I and mean, we don't even know if there was editorializing with the awards. Like maybe one game did win them all. And they got, well, we can't do that. You know, so yeah, I'm kind of curious about that Sonic game. Should I be? I why not? I don't know when it's on sale. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be. You should not be curious. Yeah, it's a Sonic game. It'll be five dollars at some point. Try it, yeah. and then we can figure it out. There are people like that I trust who are like, "This is my favorite Sonic game." I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? What do you mean? <laughs> but where, where's the bar? There? Yeah, what is the bar? Does he say things like, "Hey, that's radical, Knuckles"? Does he say bullshit like that? Because I don't want that. I need to get me a chili cheese dog. Oh shit! See if that's the Sonic. That? If that's the frontier for Sonic, we're all in trouble. I don't, I don't think Sonic's been like that for a long time. I have no idea. The movies are all right. They're okay for what they are, and they have soundtracks by the great uh, uh, do, uh, Junkie XL, who did the music for Mad Max Fury Road. Anyway, moving on. I don't know. The only bits of Sonic Two that I've seen. He was like not really in it, and it was a very long scene at a wedding. Really? And like had nothing to do, near as I can tell, with Sonic. It was the only because the kids were watching it, and I came in and I was just trying to figure out what the hell they were watching because there was just hijinks going on at a wedding, and it just didn't look like the kind of movie the kids would be interested in. And then out of nowhere, they cut to Sonic, and I was like, the hell is what is this? Why was that scene in this movie? Yeah, that's weird. I didn't see two, I guess. I've seen one. I assume two is probably passable. It's probably all right. Uh, one, the first Sonic movie is the last movie I saw before the pandemic hit. That that uh, That's a that's the historic marker it is in my life. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. It was the last film was I saw in theaters. Before theaters died. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've seen Sonic the Hedgehog. I saw a star. I've only, the only other movie I've seen in theaters since, and this is mostly has less to do with the pandemic now and way more to do with how crappy the theater going experience is these days. But um, was Spider Man, so I it went Sonic, Spider Man. Uh, let's have all the Spider Man together. One movie. What's it called? Yeah. Far from home. No, no way home. No way home. Yeah. And then that's it. I've been back. I haven't even seen that way of the shape of the water or whatever it is. The, well, well, yeah, but who cares? <laughs> a lot of billion, one point five billion dollars in revenue. I guess cares, but. I don't know. I, can I tell you what my problem is with that? Because I actually don't hate the first Avatar movie. I don't either. A lot of people like to dunk on it real yeah. bad. I don't um, mind it. And, and the criticisms are legit, but it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, my biggest issue with it is that it seems to be all about water. And because I know James Cameron loves water, I just feel like he's pushing an agenda on me. <laughs> The big water agenda. Yeah, he's just coming in and being like, care about this. And I'm like, but I don't, James Cameron. He's like, too bad. 
He's he still he, he just underwater all he stuff. wants you to do is is watch his documentary about pulling the Titanic up, not the movie, but the documentary. That's what he's his real goal here is. Don't <laughs> yeah. fall for it, James Cameron, you a hole. I'm not falling for your propaganda, man. Nope. Uh, I like water fine, but I got a weird phobia about stuff underwater. So you know, just keep it away from me. Yeah, it's a lot of water. Um, I always get the name mixed up with that fish guy who does it with the lady. Uh, what's it called? Shape the shape of water. Shape of water, water shape, whatever it is. I don't know. I saw that movie. She did have sex with that. She fish. totally had a fish man sex. Absolutely, <laughs> she did. Uh, moving on. That was a bad way. Sex in the water. Oh yeah, dude. Well, it's the only place. Yeah, they fill up a room, yeah. a room in a house, and have sex in the room in the house. Yeah, isn't that like adjacent to shitting in the lake? <laughs> Like, wouldn't you want to not have sex in the water? <laughs> uh, well, Richard yeah. Grant Man, That's is where you room. draw the line. You're like, I'll shit in the lake, but you have sex in there? No, I'm but out. this movie won like an Academy Award. Meanwhile, I'm getting raked over the coals every day on Twitter. But, <laughs> but you know, the, but, but see, yeah, sure, there's like a little see, bit you, of jizz and leftovers in the water. And now it's all good. Academy Award. But see, you. you actually shat in a lake. These people... There's, there's, he's a, he's a CGI fish man, mostly CGI in that scene. He wears a suit. They didn't actually do anything. So, but you've actually pooped in a lake. They've never really had sex in a house. Yeah, but that fish pooped in his lake, right? Like, where else is he going? <laughs> Wait a minute. This is the, this is my original point. It's like fish, all the wildlife shit in that lake. Even if a human, even if I didn't. So that guy. So. I didn't think about that. Maybe, maybe so. Doug, what's his name? Doug. That tall guy that plays all the tall people. I can't think of his name. Doug He's great. great. Doug Jones, that's it. Oh, I got it. Hard so, name to remember. Jones. I like the boat was guessing and he got it. <laughs> <laughs> it is Jones. Doug Jones. <laughs> the only reason I said Jones is I think I saw a Duncan Jones tweet today and I just had Jones in my brain. He's the only good thing about Star Trek Discovery. He plays Saru and I love that character. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to close yeah. out on one thing. Oh, go way. ahead. Just if you're feeling salty about labor of love, maybe it doesn't meet the high requirements that you would think for this. But one way to think about this is it signals appreciation towards CD Projekt Red because they have been fixing their game and generally making good moves post launch. Yeah. Where, you know, we've seen that not happen. So I, and I think a lot of people have turned around, and that's why there were a lot of votes. I would also argue that the real labor of love is how they're treating Witcher Three after all these years with this big update they did. This is it's really <laughs> yeah. good. So that's why sh- Scott voted for. Yeah, us. I would have voted for them. <laughs> yeah. Wrong game, but right company, I guess. I don't know. I yeah. like that they did that. Uh, think of it as a signal to the company to be like, "Good, good job. Here's your." nuggets of reward that's right tim thanks for your email uh emails come to us at talk to the core gmail.com we also got a quick text here this one says uh oh uh, send these to 801-471-0462 or as i like to point out it's uh, you can spell it on your phone 801-410 hams like the number 10 that somehow made me more confused (laughs) about the phone number you did not help but if you Wait, go to, if 10 you, hams, 10, that's, yes. So if you go four, so you go eight Oh one four, those numbers are all stay. And then the seven one spells 10. Oh, wait, that's not right. But then there's a one zero in there. You have made this way more confusing. Yeah. I think I screwed that up. How did I do that? 10 hams. Oh no, it's eight Oh one. 
four There's ten. There's only three digits after the ten. It would have to be ham. Well, no, I, you can it, you can put other numbers. That's how they used to do it. Ham. No, they used to do it back six. in the eighties. They put an extra number, even though when you type it, it means it doesn't do anything, but they still spelled better, so they kept oh, it. Oh, okay. So that's what I think I did there. But you know what? Ignore all of that. Just use eight zero one four seven one zero four six two. I think that's the way to the way to go. John is right in, at the principle here. Uh, anyway, says this is from somebody we don't have a name from. They didn't leave one. It says wanted to chime in about what to call vampire survivor likes, similar to what you mentioned last week. I call them bullet heaven games because you are the one creating the bullet hell. Oh, mm, interesting. Mm, we just call them ten hams games. Ten hams. What the hell does ten hams even mean? How is that <laughs> simplifying it? Because people say ten hams all the time. Like, hey, what'd you have for Thanksgiving? Ten, ten hams. hams. You know how it is. Yeah, you know. You've heard the old term. Ten hams. Ten what? hams. Never heard this. Ten hams. <laughs> it's Sorry, nothing. It's nothing famous. I just went. I went to try to find out what the phone number might spell. Like, what does my phone? Let's try this. Phone. <laughs> Number ten hams. spell, and here's what it says. Oh, the phone number writes out ten hams. So one eight hundred ten hams. No, <laughs> no. Wait, eight zero one four seven one zero four zero four six two. So here's what it says. Here are my options. Okay, here we go. We got it. One eight hundred is ten gob. That's pretty good. Is is ten gob? It's, yeah, I don't know yeah, if it is. People, nobody will forget that. How about this one? 801 is 10 nat. 801 is 10 goal. 801 is 10 hoax. And 801 is 10 inch. Uh, there you go. How about this one? 801 is 10 goat. That's pretty good. Why don't we drop the 10? <laughs> Why don't we just is, is make it, it 10 801471 goat? It's 10. So you do. Oh, yeah. 801471 goat. But well, is that right? That's There's not right. There's no way that six is A. No, you need the 801 is. I don't want the is. <laughs> yeah, but there's still, there's still no way. I don't no want the is. I a. definitely don't want the 10. He wants the no only is. Part, the only word in this that's easy to remember is goat or hams. 13 interesting combinations. Okay. This says this is all the mnemonics that they will, that, that are capable. Gob, hob, hawk. Whore, goad. Whore, let's do that one. <laughs> but, they, but they all have the 801. They all, they all have the 801 IS-10 dash one zero or 801 is 10. And then you got to put the other thing on the end. 801 is 10. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't, I'm with John. I don't like his 10. Let's drop the his 10. I just, I always wanted to have a number that spelled something, you know, when the letters. Didn't you used to call it the gob line and yeah. just say gob? Yeah, because gob. That was fun. Yeah, but that was 801 is 10 gob, right? Oh, no. Well, you know what I did? <laughs> I went 801 gob. That's what I did. Yeah. I just used the last three. Stop saying the word is 10. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm never saying it again. It's never It's never getting said again. Uh, don't call that number. Call 801 gob. No. Zero gob. Eight zero one four seven one zero gob. There you go. Gob. Uh, just one ten hams. So. Yeah, do the is ten hams. All right. Where are we so now? So many people just got text messages. They're like, "What the <laughs> hell is this?" The lake run. They're like, "Why is it saying like, ooh, ooh, what?" This what? is the perfect uh, this moment though, because now we're going to give away a winner. We've been talking for two weeks about this. Oh shit! This is a 
the hypey moment. Yeah, this is a hypey um, moment. I even have a sound for it here. Fart, the farting instrument in there. Oh, was there a fart in there? I didn't hear a fart. Oh. What the hell was that sound? Yeah, do that again, Bo. <laughs> <laughs> something didn't pick up right. His, oh. his uh, Discord did something weird with Is it that. some noise gate gatey thing? I think so. I'm not sure. Maybe you have the chaff. Anyway, what's so what was my point with this? Oh yeah, right. We're, we're giving away the thing. Winner. So this is this we're is we're announcing the, who won ten hams today. <laughs> ten hams. Finally. We're, finally, we're giving away those ten hams before they go bad. No, we're giving away this doghouse system. This is a massive gaming rig. You've all seen the specs before. I don't have to get into that again. But doghouse hey, systems. Wait, before, before you start, you all in the chat room better be here next week. Yeah. Oh yeah. We After better we see give every this damn away. one of you. For waiting this long you better all be here um so we did it at random um because that's the fair way to do it uh you don't pick favorites right and i know a bunch of people personally who signed up for this uh i i don't know uh how many people total i think we're somewhere in the four thousand range four or five thousand people signed up or something to that effect uh anyway we did took that number uh did a random poll from that and we have a winner. I'm now going to look at the name, which I haven't done previously. I've been ignoring it. And the winner is. <laughs> sorry, that was oh, the wrong wow. thing to click. Oh, sorry, God. that was. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. The winner is. <laughs> what did you mean to press? <laughs> I meant to push another like excited like ding right, or let's something. Start again. Let's like, start again. No, that's not it. Oh. <laughs> I can't find it. Anyway, it doesn't oh, matter. Geez. You know, I'll put it in the background. There, that's going on in the background. Our winner is, oh, here it is, Allison Madrigal. Woo! Allison Madrigal. Uh, I don't know that name, so what that means is, A, Crofton didn't win. Hooray. Right. Um, uh, but, uh, none of my friends or anybody who tried to sneak in there won. Well, I'm sure Allison is really happy you just said <laughs> not my friend. <laughs> That's not is what she I mean. In the chat room right now? And no, I don't, well, I don't know. Is she? She might be. Uh, now, how quickly does our viewer count go down with everybody bailing? There's a hashtag like, going. Done. Hashtag no Crofton. Yeah, no Crofton. I mean, you just, uh, if we had over 4,000 entries, you just disappointed <laughs> over 4,000 <laughs> I kind of hate it because I want, I, I want everyone to win one. I really do. But there's only one, Absolutely. and one person has to win it. So, uh, Allison Madrigal, I will be in contact with you if you're listening. Uh, via email, which I have from you from the entry, and you will be the happy owner of a hot, new, amazing rig from doghousesystems.com. Congratulations and well done. If and you're not things. live, Allison, just know the chat room was... I've not seen cheering like that in a while. Some pretty big congratulations. They People are stoked. supportive. And also, Scott does think of you as a friend. Don't be too offended. Oh, you know what else I should do? Uh, maybe this is too personal. I don't know if I should. So what I did is I asked people why they think they should win it. It was just for fun, like flavor text or whatever. Um, yeah. Should I read why she... Yeah, if unless it's it? something personal, like, you know... Well, I haven't looked, so let me, let me look. Here. I don't know why anyone would want to share that, but if someone was like... I don't know. Oh, maybe I did see this. Just, if uh, it's wholesome and it's going to make people feel okay about losing, then share it. Okay, here goes. Um, uh, but not if it's personal. What was her first name? Sorry. What did I say it was? Allison. Allison, thank you. Okay. Okay. 
Uh, how do you spell Allison? A L L I S O N. I S O N. Assuming you spelled it correctly in our doc. Uh, let's see. There are two of these. <laughs> uh, there it is, Allison Madrigal. Okay, here is what she said. Green. Oh, this is really nice. You know what? I am going to okay. read this. I hope that's okay. Um, wow. All right. It says, I would give this to my brother. I'm a single mom who just recently got out of a very abusive relationship. He has always been there for me, my brother, and my four kids. He gives me money whenever I'm shorted without a question. And even though sometimes I can't pay him back, he is always there when I need a shoulder to cry on as well for a little extra help. That's really nice. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. All right. I... I mean, I, two two grats then, Allison and her brother, who doesn't even know this is happening. Uh, that's well, we don't know if she's he's going to get it. She may actually get the computer and go. You know, I think I'm going to keep it. Get I mean, she can, down. she wants. Yeah, she's totally, and hand totally me down the one she's currently using. Absolutely, uh, but which Allison, I might recommend. It's a pretty sweet computer. But it's definitely a better response than like suck it, Corey. May, can we send her? <laughs> can we send her a doghouse system sticker so she can stick it on her old one and pass it off? And just pretend computer? like that's what that is. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But John, John's got a good point. Some of these are like. I'm going to play solitaire like I've never played it before and things like that. So <laughs> All right. Like I think this. chat room has decided or live chat room has decided we should send hams. They're going to send well, some hams. Okay. Well, now we have our next contest. Uh, stay tuned. Next time Core gives something away, it's going to be 10 hams. Yeah. We'll work with Is meat. it okay to ship hams in the mail? Sure. Yeah. I've, I've gotten a ham in the mail from like oh, the. Yeah, you uh, sent me salt. I got the salt, by the way. I keep meaning to tell you, I got the salt. Oh, you got the salt. Oh, it made it to yeah. Canada. I was worried yeah, about that. Made it to Canada. I finally got it. Oh, yes. good. Put so it on stuff. Steak real soon. It's really good. I was so annoyed. I made steaks yesterday and I got to the salting part and I was like, there's something I was supposed to do, which was use that salt. You forgot. And I forgot and I used other salt and then I remembered after and was like, gosh, oh, dang it. These are the, the regrets. Salt I wanted to use. These are the regrets. Maybe hams could be our gamer bathwater, like <laughs> what we do as a product. <laughs> Like we can sell hams. Core ten hams. I I will only sell ten hams at once. No, no, we we will up the price on it. I will sleep with them in my bed, Uh and then I will send them, and they can have Bose ham, Bose core ham, Bose lake washed hams. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lake lather washed lake in the lake of lakes of Ontario. Nobody lake wants ham. Nobody wants the weird. No, nobody wants the weird ham you've been spooning all night. Okay, we don't want to do gamer hams. Just regular. Then we can leave them packaged and still sell them. It's just I'm, I'm spitballing. Well, it's fair. Fair point. Um, some of these. Oh, that's cute too. There's a few of these that are really nice. I'm sorry you didn't all win. I really, for tr- for truly, oh, don't feel guilty. It's, we have to do this again. If Doghouse Systems liked what we did, maybe they'd happily. I don't know how this came to be, um, but if there's anything we can do, uh, if you, you're promoting something, want to help promote, give away something nice to our listenership, please reach out and let's do it. Yeah, and also if you're in like the market, uh, do support Doghouse Systems. They're awesome. We love those guys. DoghouseSystems.com, and also big thanks to Intel for being a part of this as well. They were a big part of uh, making sure we could do this and do it when we did it. Uh, those so, guys are awesome. That's uh, awesome, by the way. Like, shout out, hi Intel. Yeah, Intel's great. They're inside. They're inside yeah. you right now, Bo. <laughs> They're inside my PC. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Uh, that's it for for the show. Uh, again, <laughs> happy days to Allison. That's awesome. I'll get in touch with you right away. I would like to thank some patrons. This is going to sound insane, but this meant these many people have joined us since we last mentioned names. Oh my god. I know. I don't know what's going on, but thank you to Chad, Shanafan, Tom, Zulgeek, Michael Goetz, Goats. 
Uh, Evan Anderson, Gerber, Gerben, sorry, Gerben. Gerber didn't support. Up <laughs> Robbie Hill, Meggie, Jade. I'm going to use just first names. I went on this. This is That's too normal. Probably a good idea. Just yeah. do Let's do first John. name and last initial. How there about you go. That? Jade M. John B. Teddy Teddy Shields. Oh, that might be his real That's, last name. That would be a full name. Yeah, so not, I was thinking that was a cool name. like nickname. Uh, Levi M. R- Rupnik. No, Rup Rupink. I'm having a hard time here. Carl N. Oba. Kevin N. K S K A. Kyle A. Rather. <laughs> Jambo the second. Jambo, nice. Jambo. Catherine K. Sayak. Holy shit, this list is I told you. I know. Austin S. Michael A. uh, Nicholas uh, Y. We got Rasmus F. Tesseret Dynamite. That's amazing. Uh, Luis T. Chris Deja Vuproned, I think is how you say it. And Ryan R. You guys rock. Good Lord, wow, look at that thank list. Thank you so much. Yeah. What a awesome. rush great, on Patreon. Great way to start the year. Yeah. This is usually when that sort of thing goes down. Yeah, you guys Everybody's are amazing. Uh, the core audience continues to be the best. So thank you all very much. If you would like to be among these uh, luminaries, you can do it. And never experience an ad on the show. You'll get pre-show content every single episode and monthly benefits by going to frogpants.com slash core. Uh, sorry, that's the wrong thing. Where is it? Oh, it's up there because the list is so long. Patreon.com slash core show is where you want to go there. Patreon.com slash core show. There's a link. I guess on the we're getting close to me doing one-on-one coaching on Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> yeah, we gotta figure this out. Oh, I changed here. that. It says something else now, but we should. We, <laughs> it says something else. What is? Yeah, I don't, even I don't remember. remember. What we promise? I don't remember what oh, I said. Uh, is it something I should know about? Because I was like, at the, I'm gonna go. No, go I went to the Patreon. It says. If we can achieve the $1,000 per episode goal, Bo will offer one-on-one coaching sessions for patrons. You better, you better get your $5 back okay. on Heroes of the Storm, dude. You I'm so good it. at the game. I'm still still training. Maybe it's, it's still something I we st- can fulfill. Yeah, this, but I but still yeah. think I changed it. Hold on. Membership. Here it is. We're going to do this live, everybody. We're going to figure it out right now. Um, get Bo off the hook right in a second. I can't find I mean, it. sleeping with the hams would be easier. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You just picked today's title, Sleeping with the Hams. Nice work. <laughs> Sleeping. Oh, okay, so it. sorry, chat room. It's not going to be no crops that you didn't win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, this is the problem. You guys vote, voted for... Uh, it's like the twi- the steam voting. It doesn't actually matter. What matters is Sleeping with the Hams, so we're, we're using that. Okay. Uh, that's it, I think. Uh, let's have Grandma sum up the games we played today before we get out of here. Uh Grandma, take it away. They played so much this week. If you don't remember what they played, I can hardly blame you. And it's a new year, and it's confusing. So if you forgot what games they played because you were distracted, uh, Scott and John played Hot Wheels Unleashed because they're children. (laughs) And then Scott continued to be a child, and he played Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga Journey. He also played The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap on a legal ROM. It's very important that Nintendo knows this. It was a legal ROM. Very. He owns it. He'll yeah. mail it to you. Yeah. Um, and then he is living his dream as a cafe owner simulator. <laughs> John sort of played the Callisto Protocol, but it's stutterier than me and a 
Arby's. He also played Atari 50, the anniversary collection. Um, and Bendy and the Ink Machine, which is a scary game sometimes. And Citizen Sleeper, which was the text adventure visual novel. Bo finished Midnight Suns. He played Timberborn, so if you were like, why'd they talk about beavers for a while? That was where the beavers were. <laughs> and he also played Hitman 3 in VR, killed a lot of people, and he tried Sekiro. Shadows die twice. Uh-huh. Grandma, let me ask you a question. Why Arby's? Why do you stutter at an Arby's? I genuinely don't know why. <laughs> That's amazing. I'm never, I don't know. That's going to stick with me tonight. That'll do it for us. Thank you for all for oh, listening. No. <laughs> It was wonderful having you here. We'll be back next week with more. Grats, right Allison. Oh, yeah. Grats, Allison. Woo! We'll see you next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.